0: The Ten Pence Arcade podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Pie. Get out of emulation and into the real arcade with Retro Games Pie. Arcade game hire for public events and private parties. With regular free community led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no party like a Retro Games Pie. Visit the website at www.retrogamespie.co.uk and get involved. And I'm heading to the arcade. <laughs> what? Hey Alex, how you doing?
1: How you doing Vic? Not You're bad. happy camper, are you today? I am, I am actually. What well, you will be happy about?
0: Well, doing this podcast for a start. Oh, really? We are 10 pence Arcade Podcast. Do I mean that much to you? Absolutely, no, you don't. <laughs> we are 10 Pence Arcade Podcast and we talk about video games from the past and putting 10p's into them. Or quarters, if you're across the pond. Yeah, or lollipop sticks to try and get a free credit. Hey, <laughs> you one of the
1: O's, were you? You are one of the kind of guys who I find bits oh, in my yes. arcade cabs. I was one of the poor kids. How have you been, and what have you been up to, old chum? Um, yeah, I've been up to a lot, actually. Um, where shall I start? At, I the, start, beginning, at the beginning, where every good well, story start starts. Not, not last week, the week before, where I went to look at the sheriff, the guy that had oh, the, yes. the cocktail sheriff machine. And how many My £50 notes
0: did you throw at him?
1: Not enough, obviously, because he <laughs> didn't want to sell it. It isn't in this <laughs> room, no, so obviously no, not. No, but... Um, Bummer. I was happy to go up there and get the machine going, because it wasn't working. How far was it? Is it quite local? It was Kent. Oh, okay. uh, Brom- Bromley. So about forty minutes, not too far around the n 25 Oh
0: yeah, okay. Is that when you text me at work? You wanted to talk to me, and I said, oh, "Was it important?" Yes. Oh, I thought it was yeah. something to do with that. And then ten minutes later, he said, "No, I've done it. I've been yeah. playing it, yeah. been playing yeah. it." So what was the problem with his machine then? Just you- the power supply. I just changed the power supply. That's over. what I said. Oh, yeah. Power supplies in those old antennas are rubbish, aren't they? Yeah. It?
1: Which makes me think. Well, we we'll get on to that later. Changing all of mine to a switcher actually. Really. Well, because the Space Firebird's gone down.
0: Oh, again. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So
1: it would make sense to. I'm not going to keep paying out 100 odd quid every time that board goes. It's too much money. Absolutely. I
0: understand exactly, mate, what you're saying.
1: So, but anyway, back to the sheriff. You know, here's a machine, really rare. Mm. You know, one of Shigeru Miyamoto's first games he designed all the artwork for. I'm here finally getting to play it. Cocktail machine.
0: Yeah, I remember remember playing that as a kid. I'm not sure if it was on an upright or a cocktail, but I. Really remember that cooker knob type And the music. The
1: yeah, the music's, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the cooker knob really works well on the cocktail.
0: Yeah, because you're sort of stabbing against it, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know how, how that would
1: work on, a, on an upright, because your arm would be, your elbow would almost be pointing vertically I upwards. I you just sort
0: of tap it down with your hand, I suppose, when you're yeah.
1: doing it. But yeah, it was a great little game. Very charming little game. Absolutely loved it, and... Didn't want to spend too long there because the longer i spent there the more what? i wanted it <laughs> I want it.
0: so did you plead with this guy or just no please, it's please been, the thing is it. it
1: had been in his family i think his dad bought it from when he was about seven or something for the family there's three free kids yeah so it's a joint present okay so i think you'd have to get the nod from his brother and sister family heirloom that's
0: the kind and of once got i got like. it
1: going it was like oh yeah i've got to bring this in the house now I said, sure you don't want to bring it in the van? through in my van? <laughs> <laughs> I'll look after but it. No, yeah. I was happy to get it going for him. It was lovely to see it going, you know, and play and play. It
0: was awesome. It's really so nice cool. to see a happy camper, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, mate. Talk of that, actually. You know your friend Luke, that I sold uh, a Jammer cab with Maim in it for yeah. him? I went to see him the other night. Oh, cool. I eventually went around there, because I've been obviously a lot of busy and stuff. And he said he had a problem with a monitor on it. Mm. He said the monitor wouldn't come on. I said, oh, okay. And I thought, well... That monitor has been, uh, it's had a new flyback. Because Before I sold it to him, it actually went mm. down about a month before. And I got it and fixed it. Well, I actually got, um, I think, one of the guys to fix it. And I thought to myself, oh, that can't be it. It won't have gone so quickly. Maybe it's a problem with the computer inside or whatever. So I went around there and his, his wife let me in. And he was running a bit late. So I said, oh, I'll just go to have a quick look at you, yeah, no, and okay. Mm. Took me to the games room. Pulled it out because it's in the corner. Moved a few things around. Found the plug and etc. Took the back off. Had a look inside. Nothing I could see that was obvious. Always have a quick look. That's a good tip. Make sure nothing's come out or whatever. was was shorting on anything. I a look at the PC. Everything was plugged in. I thought maybe something just come off when he had been jiggling about when he's been playing it. or the kids have been moving stuff. Nothing at all. So eventually plugged it in. Got the courage to plug it in. So I heard the computer come on, heard the whirring of the hard drive and everything. And I saw that there was raster on the screen, hmm. uh, but obviously no picture because it loads up blank to get rid of all the, the Microsoft business or something. Windows is loading and it came up. Hmm. I thought, oh, that's an easy fix. That's the kind of fix I like. And he sort of phoned me later on, uh, you know, five, 10 minutes later, and I said, I'll be five minutes just shutting the shot up. I'll be there soon. Yeah. Okay. I said, uh, you know, it's working, don't you? He went, what? what? I said, yeah, <laughs> I'm playing been no, playing Donkey Kong. He's, really? I said, yeah. He's said, oh, brilliant. he was really happy. It was a leading out, wasn't it? I don't know what it was I, d- I didn't really do anything I just sort of turned it on and it came on might might be a problem with the, uh, the J-Pack inside which is the, the interface from the PC to the, the right. arcade monitor because it's got a proper arcade monitor in and there's it there's connection somewhere down there. yeah lane. yeah I don't know what was going on there I'm not sure but yeah that was an easy fix I like easy fixes yeah so have you bought anything lately? eBay? buy something Vic don't yeah, I? yeah I know you're an well, eBay you're- a holic uh, yeah so, you know just it, a minute it, you sound guilty what have uh, you been up to? no I'm
1: not guilty at all I mean It's uh, a rare HeliFire Nintendo PCB.
0: Oh, HeliFire. I thought for some reason you got... Space Demon. No, I didn't get that one, no. Oh, is that the one that wasn't working? That's the one that's not working. Yeah, it's pointless buying a non-working board, especially these old ones especially like Especially if it's
1: the ROM dump on MAME ain't that good. Yeah. How yeah, are you going gonna- to get that going? God knows, you have and to find the original. it's not original. That far off from Space Firebird, to be honest with you. It's almost it's- exactly the same game, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah.
0: And there was a heavy price tag on that. Mm, so, so HeliFire, firstly, tell me what the game's like and then break the news to me gently how much it was um, it's <laughs> a crap game <laughs> you idiot what you, I know why you bought it because I had a big N on it yeah it? it
1: had the big N and it, it looked brand new uh, hardly ever used the guy's got a few actually
0: does it actually work?
1: yeah it all works yeah. is, it,
0: is it from this country?
1: Uh, no it's America alright ok so you have to wait a little um, while for it to turn up this is a Nintendo arcade Vic
0: it I mean, I had I to come here yeah,
1: yeah. who else is going to buy it? Well, I might have bought it and just you know, broken it I in need front to extend <laughs> this bloody. Uh, ex- I think you games do, mate.
0: The, the plans you've got for it, you're
1: out of control. Well, wouldn't that be cool, though, to have like a Nintendo Stroke Museum arcade, you know? Well, you'd be the that, curator uh, of it, I think, anyway. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah. That'd be awesome. Or, so, an, or an Atari. Or Namco, or... Yeah, exactly. Taito, even.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's Nintendo collectors around the world. Well. they all collect either Game Watch or toys, Or, but this is something a little bit different. If I yeah. could create something a bit different here, it would be cool.
0: The nice thing I like about Nintendo mission especially yours as well, they're all the same shape. Yeah. But they all have very different artwork, which I really like. The, the Nintendo artwork has got to be the best, in my opinion. Yeah, it's got to be the best. Yeah. It's just so well drawn out.
1: Absolutely yeah. brilliant. I
0: mean, there's... there's There are some other good cabs out there. Yeah, but I think if you had if you did like the Atari ones for instance, there's loads of Atari different shaped cabs. Some are similar. Yeah. You know, you've got the your Euro millipedes, Euro time pilot. Uh, and all those kind of cabs are very sort of similar Gyrus yeah. is the same cab. Yeah. Well that
1: was if it wouldn't if it wasn't for Nintendo, I probably would have gone down more vector route, maybe more space orientated games and, and that like would more be a space, bad idea. Space themed arcade. Yeah, yeah, that's, I'd that'd quite be good. Fancy
0: that. Yeah, that'd be good. But I think the vectors, I think everyone agrees, unless they're a Not whiz. They're a nightmare to keep Mm. running. You know, they look absolutely brilliant, especially in a dark room. They look absolutely brilliant. So,
1: you know, you've been to Fun Spot, haven't you? They've got a load of vectors there. They must have loads
0: of vector monitors out the back, just ready to go straight in when something breaks down. Well, I think they've got a team of dedicated guys. Have they? Or ladies as well actually when i was there the first time i saw a lady operator running the pinball she was right. fixing the pinballs does it make was money really
1: then or is it donations
0: do you think no no they it's make all money voluntary it's a big place there's lots right. of people there yeah yeah absolutely it's been going for like 40 years yeah yeah it's really good cool, when- isn't it you need to get over there oh, it's do, as mate. simple as that i do get a cheap holiday over there mate yeah just go for a week you'd love it honestly it's like a, yeah. a kid in a massive sweet shop you'd be like charlie in the chocolate factory honestly
1: know. What about you? Any pickups for you? No,
0: no, no, no. You're not letting off that light. <laughs> You're gonna tell the listeners how much this PCB was or not? You don't uh, have to. But I'll tell, them later, the I'll tell look, them later in the I edit. I'll tell them later in the edit. I don't
1: even look at the price. <laughs> you just hit that. <laughs> bite, now. bite now, bite
0: now, bite now. How many rums and cokes have I had? <laughs> that is that is a wrong thing to do. I've heard stories about that before. People yeah. have had a few drinks and just, just go click, click, it. and in the morning they go. What's this PayPal thing for? What's this invoice? Yeah, I don't know, what have I it I done know. now. I know, the wife's going to kill me. I'll never fit it in. Just
1: done that so many times. Yeah, I think so It was a know couple that. of hundred quid. Yeah? Which is not too bad. For but the thing is, though, can you play it? Will it fit into any of your things? Well, machines? it'll either fit in a,
0: one of my cocktails or will it fit in the Donkey Kong? Either way, it'll work. I think, is that the question you asked me? And I, I, I looked on Mike's Arcade to look at the pinout. Yeah. And it, it was uncertain if it went in a Space Firebird or a Space Fever, because they are different. Yeah. We'll have to have a look at the board but, but when it comes you know, in. I've
1: got two different types of Space Firebird. I'll show you that later. You've got the upright one, haven't you? No, I'll show you it's something else I've got as Was well. Was it different edge connectors or were yeah. proprietary connectors? Different edge connectors. Oh, right, okay. Which is unusual. Yeah. Because that broke down in the week. My Space Firebird broke down. Uh, and I just sold a, a lovely working one. Oh, you did, had, didn't you? I had four. Yeah, okay, so I thought I don't need four, I sell one. Yeah, famous I last went words and, and, mate. Went famous to go and words. plug the other one, which I thought was working, and it didn't work. I thought, oh. great. So I went to plug the other one, and it didn't work. So I've now got three really? non working Space 5 They were all working last time I tested them. Yeah. So God knows what happens well, to them when they're in storage. What
0: you said earlier about putting <coughs> them all on. Um and switching power supplies might be a good idea. If that power supply's so, gone, it might have fried the boards every time you put them in yeah, there. I think you need to
1: you, test them. You show me them. where I can get these from and uh, yeah. what I need to do to put one in. I mean, these have been good as gold, Space Fever and Feevers, Launcher. Yeah, yeah my Fever's great as well. Firebird is notoriously... I mean, John Studley's got one, that goes. Yep. The other friend in
0: Kingston, what's his name? Ben, yeah. Ben, this went. Yeah, Yeah. because I put a switcher thing. in his. I haven't heard from Ben for a while actually, but mm. I presume it's still working. Yeah. I thought he's got onto us. Yeah, it's the Way to it go, I, is it? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Because you can you can make a little loom inside, so you don't have to butcher any of the original wires. Because the little connectors in those are quite hard to find. Yeah, I think I got mine from America when I actually made a little loom up for my Donkey Kong Four layer, because that's got um, an extra lead for sound, which goes yeah. onto the the power supply. And actually made a lead up rather than trying to hack anything, mm. which is a no no yeah. in the arcade world. Don't do that for goodness sake. Um, but yeah, you can just take it straight off. It's not a problem. We can we can. I'd made a, a loom up. For one of my machines, when I was testing. I also made one for Ben, and it looked—you don't even see it inside, no. so it's fine. Pushing a cocktail. Well,
1: the heart of the game is the PCB and the monitor, isn't it? Really? Yeah,
0: they're the things that are difficult to fix yeah. if you don't know how. Anything else you bought from the old bay? No, no, nothing. That's it, mate. That's quite a, a low week for you, actually. Yeah. Only a couple of hundred quid on there. <laughs> I bought. you I think I said last week I bought a bank panic. Oh yeah, yeah. I bought a bank panic bootleg, and it came the other day. Uh, it came with in less than an inch thick box from the Netherlands. Are you serious? Yeah, it was had one layer of bubble wrap around it. Listen everyone, I would have been... if you're selling a PCB, make sure you wrap it properly. Well I always put the PCB in a box and then it goes in another box. Yeah, with loads of bubble wrap around it. Yeah. And this guy just put it in a thin box, had one layer of bubble wrap around the board and had a fragile tape around it. That's and I got problem. it and thought, oh here we go. Yeah. Got it home, plugged my adapter into it, works fine. Mm. And I looked at the board, and it's an exact replica of my original, but it hasn't got a Sega label on it. And I think the only other difference is, is about three of the chips haven't got sockets on; they're just straight soldered to the board. Mm. And I thought, wow, they must have nicked the plans <laughs> for this, because what <laughs> they used to do in in I think China and Japan and the the East, where they used to make them, is a, a certain company would make boards for you know the, the leading people, Taito mm. and Tari and Namco and all these guys and what they do is they do say a run of a thousand boards and that'd be it thank you very much here's your money but then they'd make another 200 for themselves and don't put the markings on then put them on the black market naughty interesting yeah, yeah but yeah this We're is exactly the same but the only problem i had with that board is from the original one i bought it came with a little adapter a jammer adapter and the screen's always been a bit liney and a bit sort of it, like it's got interference on mm. it and i looked at the adapter I thought, oh my goodness this is awful this is your original one yeah the original yeah. and it happened on the, the other one as well it's oh, exactly okay. the same i mean the boards you cannot tell the difference between the two apart from that one sticker what you do
1: with bootlegs you do get differences don't you in game so
0: sometimes most of the time they're a straight copy they just the hardware looks slightly different yeah you know um but this sort of was fuzzy like today i actually got on the bench at home i got my little bench set up with my soldering gear and that i actually fixed it I went on the bench, put a few more wires in for the power supplies, the plus 5 and the plus 12 volts, mm. and also the grounds, because only sort of one out of two were connected. And it will work okay, but it's not really supplying the ball with enough power. And I also connected the video ground, which wasn't connected at all on it, because you don't need it, to ground. And I think that's what sorted it out. Right. So if you're going to make an adapter up, always ground the video mm. ground to normal ground as well. It's worthwhile doing, I think. I also bought, um, I, said, I think I said last show as well, I bought a Super gun, which is a little interface to play yeah. arcade boards on a TV and with some controller and stuff. And I can't get the thing to work for some reason. You've it, had one before, haven't you? Yeah, I've had one yeah. before, which was SCART connection yeah. for the TV, and it's absolutely fine. And I can't find that now because I'm going to use it to make sure my TV and power supply and everything else is okay before I, I talk to the seller about it, and he's been quite good. And he sort of suggested a few things. But that was only in a little packet as well. Maybe mm. that's been damaged in transit. They, they happen a lot, these kind of things. Is this all from the UK? Or? No, this was from uh, a guy in, I think, the Netherlands again, right. actually. I can't remember. But it was only in a jiffy bag.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't really, game, you've
0: it? got to put a load of bubble around it and have a box around it, I think, mm. when you send these frail parts in, in the post, you know. Have been doing any other work? Well, yeah, I, I actually put that bank panic in, in my middle pony, my yeah. Jalico pony arcade cabinet. And I'm going to leave it in there. So I do oh, have a Dreamcast in there yeah. playing Street Fighter Third Strike because that's the cheapest way of playing it because the board's quite expensive. And I've left it in there. So I'm, I'm starting to do the arcade up now. I've been in there. I've tidied things up. I had to tidy it the other day for a reason, which we'll get onto later. Um, but I've put that in the middle the machine and I'm going to leave it in there because I do like Bank Panic. Mm. We might have to cover that game one day before those uh, yeah, those things over the, over the pond and yeah. nick it before we do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we'll do Bank Panic. It's a good little game. What's your play play it on your the
1: arcade then?
0: Well, I'm going to get games in there. I'm going to get the cocktail cabinet out of there because it was only in storage in there while we did the house Mm. up, and that can go in its rightful place now. And i will get games in all the ponies. I'm going to put Bosconian in, uh, one of the other horizontals. I've got Bank Panic, and I might put Volfide in Mm. because that's got the Konami Greatest, the ten games in it at the moment, while I fix up my Moon Guardian, which is going to house them permanently. And I'm going to move the storage out of there, which has got all my bits and bobs because I don't need it anymore because I've got storage in in the hobby room. And I'm going to put those little... Sega machines, little Dino Kings we discussed before,
2: hmm.
0: and I'll get some dedicated games in those, and I'll put them sort of up the other end, so we've got a bit more room to move around. What about all the old Ninty shells I gave you? Well, they're going to done be done up and probably sold on, I expect. So well, I can't keep them. No. But I've got loads of Nintendo cocktails that you yeah. gave me bits and bobs of. There, they're in a bit of a state, but yeah. they can be restored. Oh, definitely. And I've got two of them painted up already. They've been hmm. powder coat painted, and one of them I'm going to do as a Mario Brothers. Cool. We well, have two controllers around yeah. the front rather than either side because you play together, yeah, co op. Yeah, that would be cool. And I've already sort of got bits and bobs made for that. It's just getting time. It's yeah. our biggest enemy, isn't I'm it? like a Mario Brothers, actually. Well, you might better bite off me, mate.
2: Hmm.
0: You might have to throw £50 notes at me. It's not as uh, yeah. as wanted as a, a sheriff, though, is it, for you? No. That um, Moon Guardian I'm doing, I'm going to do a proper log of that when I do it as well because there's quite a bit I want to do on it and I want to modify a little bit as well because on the side there must be about six to eight. Ugly bolt heads on the side of it. Yeah, seen that. What the hell's going on with that? I think they was was made from factory like that. Cause this is an Italian made yeah. cab and it's never been modified. I think it was actually made like that because you know, on, on a Nintendo, there's two bolts in the side of it through mm. the artwork that holds the monitor in place. Yeah. They've always liked that, and I've never liked that. But it's authentic on a Nintendo, everyone knows that's yeah. what it should be like. But this thing's got loads of them It's holding the whole cab together, yeah. I think so. So, what I might do is, is sink them inside and then wood filler over the top mm. and then repaint the artwork because the artwork is only stripy lines, yeah. And there's a big white area at the top on the side, which I might make some custom the main Konami piece is artwork inside, isn't it? Above the monitor, yes. There's some nice artwork inside. There's like a sort of spaceship-type, moony-type scene going on. It's a really nice-looking cab. Originally, it was a Moon Crester sort of bootleg. It was licensed, but I never liked it. Don't like Moon Crester at all. So it's going to have my Konami games in, and they're going to stay in there. So I might have like a sort of Konami-themed side to it. But it'll still look all original, and if anyone ever did want to take it back, they could Mm. just take a sticker off. That's it. Simple as that. I've been playing a few games recently as well. I've actually been getting back in and playing for a change. I've even been playing a couple of console games. Oh, really? So I've got in my little hobby room, you haven't seen it yet, I've got all these little cubby holes, like an mm. IKEA storage thing. And they're they're about sort of 12 to 13 inch square. And yeah. there's about 25 of them, five by five. And those little PVM monitors we got more talked about, up. I've got them all sort of in the little cubby holes. Yeah. So I've got like I think I've got four of these things. Cool. I've got a Famicom sat on one, I've got my uh, PC Engine core core graphics 2 on another one i've got a handheld in television thing i've been playing at as well and there's a few uh what else is i've got some other ones i want to put in there as well they're, they sort of fit on top because they're so small you can just tuck them down the side yeah and off you go you know We're they're sort of way the well i've got, I've got a, a multi cart for that so i can yeah. play any game i like yeah um there's that one i've been playing a few games on the pc engine which is one of the uh the picks i'm gonna have for our Arcade games that should have been in the arcade, actually. Yeah. Oh, some brilliant games on that machine. Absolutely brilliant. I wish I'd had one of those as a kid, but they were so unobtainium over here, weren't they? Don't remember them now. No, were no. no, no here, I, I knew I? one
1: guy who had them. I think he was quite well off. Yeah.
0: And I never got to play
1: it. Quite expensive the games, though, aren't
0: they? I think to they find. were back then. If you yeah. go in Japan, you can find them anywhere in, in thrift yeah. shops. Yeah, they're all over the place. They're cheap as chips. But I've been playing a lot of our game this week, which is Tasmania. Mm. Oh, oh. you yes. have to mention that? Oh yes. <laughs> it's be a bit of a change, actually. I know you don't like this. I loved it. But one of the problems, just a quickie before we get onto it, is I found it quite difficult at first. Thought, oh my god, this game is rock hard! I don't remember it being this difficult. Mm. And the problem was, as I said, I think the other week with my servo stick, it wasn't changing it to an eight-way joystick. It left it on four. Mm. And when it's in four-way, if you if you push hard enough on the diagonals, you will get a diagonal out of it and i couldn't i kept finding it hard to get the diagonals and i looked underneath i went oh my god it's playing it wrong it's yeah. playing it as a four way it should be an eight so i found the software it was um it was controls.ini in Mame. and you scroll through that and you change it from a four to an eight way just change it by text editor and then it worked perfectly and then my scores started to climb and i really got into it
1: <laughs> I don't know why oh <laughs> shut up you yeah. shut up rubbish
0: yeah, I actually bought some software because mm. the software that controls this is, is a thing called LED Blinky. And I had the demo of it. And what happens is when you have the demo, when you start your game, or when you start on MAME, on Mar that I use, the front end, as soon as you move the joystick, it waits 20 seconds because it's like a shareware thing. Mm. And it's really annoying. So I paid like $20. I actually supported these people because it's arcade software. I thought I'd pay for it. don't normally pay for software, but this time I thought it was worth it. And it's absolutely brilliant. I recommend people to pay for it. You know, it is helping sort of the arcade scene, because yeah, that's what a lot of people well. use to get these. And the servo stick is absolutely magical. Yeah. You've got to get one. I don't have a cab for it. Oh, yeah. It's not <laughs> Nintendo, is it? Uh, we haven't had any offers of any incidental <clears throat> music to put between our segments, so if nobody does it, I'm going to do it myself. And listeners, you're <laughs> going to be sorry. <laughs> Another little piece of news I've been uh, on to recently. I put... a. Uh, a forum post on one of our forums and also on Twitter and the Facebook about, um, about the Tasmania, the game we're doing now and it works on scramble hardware and I've always wanted one of the clever people on these forums, you know the hacking type people and the programmers and stuff way above what we know mm. to do uh, some scramble hardware multi-game and there's a guy called Macro who did one for Galaxian years ago, the Galaxian multi-gaming. He runs about 20 different games, which run on Galaxian hardware, and he put it all onto one board, and he sells the kits. You can do it yourself. You can actually buy the whole board and everything off of him. He does a really good job of it. And some of the games on there are absolutely brilliant. And you can play all on a Galaxian cab, as long as you've got a four-way joystick. It's really cool. It's really cool, especially if you've only got room for one cab. So you've got a Galaxian cab. You can put 20 games in it. Awesome. It's really good. And I've been whining and whining and whining onto Macro to please make me a scramble multi but I've got the board you can have. And he says, oh, I could probably do it. He's obviously been busy doing other stuff he's a tinkerer. Um, And he's getting an FGPA board uh, which is these magical boards emulate hardware rather than software like MAME does. And I think he's going to do one soon. That'd be fantastic. So what games would you have on that then, Vic? Funny you should say that. I printed some out for you. Well, If you go to system16.com and look under Konami Hardware, you can see all of the games. There must be about 40 games. But some of the best ones I'm looking at, there's Anteater, they covered on No Quarter, a good little game. Battle of Atlantis, which is like Scramble, but underwater. Mm -hmm. Uh, Calypso, which you really like. We have to look at this later. Calypso is like that you know, diving game you mentioned last time, the Spectrum Dive and the Scuba Dive. It looks like that. Okay. So... Maybe that's where they got the idea yeah, for the home version yeah. of it. I'll show you it later, when you really like it, I think. A Scramble, obviously, Super Cobra, which was like the sequel to Scramble. Turtles, which I really like. Not Ninja Turtles, Turtles. can played that. So it's a Stern game. It's also known as 600 or Turpin. So it's, re- it's a fun little maze game. I don't. I mean, you might like it, but it's, I know you don't mm. like maze games so much. It's Really good. Amidar, game called Cavelon, Devil Fish, which is a Pac-Man. I've clone. hardly heard of any of these. Really. No, they're old eighties games. I used yeah. to play my chip shop. I mean, it was it was early eighties when they used to rotate the games in the chip shop yeah. a lot. Frogger. There was a game yeah. called Frog, which was a bootleg of it. Hunchback, brilliant game, really good game. Lost Tomb, never, heard which of is it. quite a fun game. I think that's a stern game as well, actually. Our favourites, Minefield and Rescue. Yeah, they're on the same hardware, and obviously Tasmania this week's uh, this week's game. Ah, <laughs> <Gosh, laughs> shut up, you. Yeah, so there's a lot of good games that could be made on this, and it'd actually work like the original hardware. Not, they wouldn't have any software glitches like MAME does sometimes. Even though MAME is brilliant, sometimes it doesn't quite have that edge. Mm. But this, these things emulate hardware. Yeah. And in theory, you can do any arcade cab with these things, because people have done ones for some of the Williams games. Yeah, I've seen the Williams ones. Well, you had yep. the Williams ones, didn't you? did you have the horizontal one? No, that's you're thinking of the 19-in-1s and, and the oh, 6 sorry. They're, yeah. they're not very good. They're, they're based William, on
1: yeah, the computers. There's Williams um, cab that does all of them, isn't it? Yes, there? that's the multi-Williams, J-Rock. williams that's
0: it, j I think, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, and sometimes I am, that might be FGPA-based. Mm. I know they've done a Defender, and mm. I know Space Invaders is available. Because someone on one of our forums I think uh, SJ Baines Has made a tiny little Space Invaders machine Mm. And it's running um, an FGPA board with Space Invaders and it looks absolutely amazing and it plays exactly like Space Invaders and Space Invaders is one of the games which MAME can never quite get the music the sounds mm. right you know and it, was, it never had that sort of thumping bass yeah. and it, they, they sort of emulated it a bit and sometimes it sounded okay and sometimes they used samples but yeah the FGPA is the way to go and I think a lot of these games can be reproduced and to work in cabs, so they'll be almost like drop-in solutions say your Donkey Kong went down mm. and you didn't have 150 quid to buy a new board from america because it cost that by the time it got here yeah you could get an fgpa now how big are these small yeah it must be to put in a little tiny cab but oh yeah. god yeah they're, they're about four or five yeah. inches square yeah. they're tiny little things they're almost like raspberry pi computers they're tiny things so that's the way it goes. so i'm looking forward to uh, these guys fiddling with these and making arcade boards with them basically mm. And also, because it's new hardware, it ain't going to break down you so You could do that with vector games as well. I think you can, but it's just displaying to a vector display would mm. be the problem there. Yeah, they can do it on anything, someone I suppose. need to
1: make vector monitors again, don't they, in some sort of way? Yeah, that
0: is a problem. I mean, if that was the case, I'd be tempted to have a vector. There's a couple of vector games I'd really like to right, have. Yeah, you could
1: have... You know your modern ones that you yeah. like,
0: the- or even a multi machine with all different ones. But I think with vector games, I've talked this before to people. There is a thing called uh, Zector Vector, ZVGA, is Z- ZVG? I think, and that is almost like a board that runs vector main, mm. and you can run it on a Vectrex or any vector game. But the problem with a lot of vector games, they had unique controls mm. you know, like Star Wars yeah. and and you know the buttons on Asteroids and you know. Stuff like Lunar Lando, the big you know, yeah. landing thing. Stick. Which is all part of the experience, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so game? you lose a bit of that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, sort of normal games like, um, say for instance, Tempest, you, you get a spinner quite easily. Yeah. Or, you know, the twin sticks Black, on Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's am Black Widow, a twin stick game. You know, I like my twin stick games. Yeah. I bought another one on PC. Again, it's obviously an old type of game. It's called Scorgasm. Never heard of it. It's really good. It's a Steam game. You can buy it on- online. You download it. And it was only about two or three pounds. Yeah. Not a lot of money. But it plays rather like Geometry Wars, mm. that sort of old school type twin stick. But it's got loads of missions. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I should stop with this and get in the old stuff, really. But it's themed yeah. like yeah. an old game. I wouldn't yeah. buy... One of these modern games, they're not into no, it. But, but there's a lot of
1: indie games that oh, are yeah, really it. good. I mean most game modern games are still taking a lot of the ideas from yeah. old school stuff. Yeah, I think but they're making with, them but easier. With a new look.
0: I think the games are being made easier to play because of polished. the mobile phones and the tablet people. Yeah. Because you can sort of give them to a kid now. Like you could stick a kid in front of the space of and go, go left and right and shoot that and they do it quite easily yeah. if you've got like 19,000 buttons and, and different it's, viewpoints um, and that you, yeah, you can do it yeah the thing
1: at the moment is, with the art style is to go all sort of 8 bit isn't it yeah a I love it the old games,
0: blocks yeah yeah I, I play cool. um, now and again I've got this Ouya machine it's like a tiny little console that plugs into your TV it was only about 65 quid 70 quid not a lot of money and that you download all your games onto it. I think you can use a stick in the side of it. But you download games onto that, and they're all free to play. Mm. But they're all sort of old-themed, and they've gone purposely really blocky graphics mm. and really colourful, almost like the old Activision games. And they look really nice, and they're quite cheap to buy as well. They have got yeah. they have got more modern games. They've got a few first-person shooters and you know, the, the sort of 3D games as yeah. well. But I think... It's for people who like a bit of both, which is what yeah. I do. So I don't really play the 3D ones, but, you know, the old style was really good. Ah, another thing I was going to talk about. I put out on some of the, the social media and the forums and things like that. I made two errors last week. Do you know what they were? Can you work out what no, they were? No, because I never listened to a podcasts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you know what I have actually listened to? I, I listened to it. You have to listen to them. Have I to have to listen them. to it the day I release just to make up my own mistakes, when I've edited it. But I, I, I worked out later on, I actually remembered... You know, we did a thing about Neo Geo, we did Last Resort. Mm. Well, I said about the different cabs, like America got four different cabs. I think Japan got like 27 different candy cabs, and we only got the two Electrocoins over here. Yeah. Well, you should know this, because you almost had one once. Yeah. Lord's Vale made a really neat little Nintendo... Uh, a little Neo Geo cab, didn't they? Yeah. That's, that's That was an official... Neo Geo cab, yeah, that's which right. It yeah. was Lord's Vale. It's a nice little cab. I have to put a post a picture on the show notes to show people. It's a really nice little cabaret style machine. Yeah, you found it a bit small because you, your height. Yeah, you got to do the Davos stand yeah. You got to spread your legs a kimbo to get yeah. down low enough. But to beautiful player. looking cabs. They are, and that's a Neo Geo. So I forgot yeah. about that. And also, I said that you can only get Neo Geos on cartridge. Which is actually wrong. Mm. There was a few games, only a few handful released on PCBs, and I should know this because I've flipping got one. What? It's called SVC Chaos. It's like a Street Fighter uh, oh, okay. against yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know different people type game. It's quite a good little game, and that came on a tiny little board. It's actually got the sticker on the side of it, like the spines of the Neo oh, Geo culture really? to show it's an original game. You obviously
1: don't play it enough, Nick.
0: No, I think I got it from Japan because it was ever so cheap. I thought, I've yeah. got to buy it, i got to buy it, because I was in Japan yeah. and I had to buy these games. But yeah, they're the two mistakes I made. Nobody yeah. seemed to realise what they were. <laughs> Hello? Is this thing on? <laughs> is <laughs> anyone, anyone out there? Is anyone listening? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Another thing we've got to do... Well, it's coming up soon. You know, there's a lot of things coming up. They're not quite here yet. We've got NERG yeah. next month. And there's also the ARC-AID... We're going to help each other yeah. fix some of the machines in the in the um, museum in Cambridge. When we go to the, the grand opening of the RGP arcade, mm. hopefully at the end of August, we've got a little challenge set for us by Anthony Graham, remember? Yeah. Which we, he's fun. going to choose. I asked him what the games were and he wouldn't tell me. Because he <laughs> wants it to really be surprised. a complete level playing field, which yeah. is quite fun. I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. Remember, there's a bottle of whiskey at stake here. <laughs> if I if I win it. I obviously go into. You're going to give me the whiskey? No, I'm going to sell you the whiskey and give the money to charity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's quite interesting because I'm quite looking forward to because we only get like, I think we're only going to get like three goes of each game. Oh, okay. There's that's no cool. practicing. It's just like, Who's the better game yeah. player? It could be racing games, could be platformers, could be shooters, could be maze games. God knows. Right. But I'm quite, quite looking forward to that. It's like an unknown, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, that'd be cool. So there's a lot of things coming up soon, and we'll obviously report from them. Um, and yeah. also, another eBay thing I almost forgot to say. I bought a little Dictaphone. Mm. So when we go to Nerg, are you going? You, I'd like to. I haven't decided yet, You mate, better write me, mate, because it's getting a bit close oh, no. to time with the tickets and stuff.
1: Well, if I go, I'd probably have to get on the train because the old van is uh, not looking great at the
0: moment. Uh-oh. The love bus. Yeah. Maybe I've had too many arcade machines in there. <laughs> <laughs> Squashed its suspension a bit. Well, anyway, I'm going. Mm. Mm. All my tickets are planned. The wife's coming with me. The hotel's booked, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. It's all paid for. I'm going to take a little dictaphone with me and i shove it in people's faces. Yeah. So if you see me coming, you'll see me with my 10 arcade push on. Be prepared to talk about mm. games and don't flipping swear. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's just go it's to people.
1: It's easy to spot. He looks like Billy
0: Mitchell, don't a little it? bit. I won't have a big tie on. <laughs> USA, you should, you should have the American tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll go. on. It around my head like a bandana. <laughs> yeah. So I will be talking to people and asking yeah. them what their favourite games, what they like about Nerg. Mm. I'll possibly talk to Big Phil, the organiser, as well, hoping to talk to him. He sounds quite an interesting guy. This is the second one he's done now, mm. and it seems like it's getting bigger and bigger every time. And it does sound promising. And I talked to a guy in Newcastle who went there. And he said it was brilliant, and he was going and taking his shop with him and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty good, I think. Looking forward to that. Have you heard about the Chris Kalouris story? No, I haven't heard about it, fella. I... Let me tell you a story. It's been going all over Twitter and all the internet yeah. business. It's a guy called Chris Kalouris in New York. And it's a story of lost love and arcade bedrooms. Oh, God. What happened it's is, long, long story off. short, right, there's a guy who was going to get he was engaged to be married to his fiancee and he moved into her place because his place was paid and bought for I think he's a, a marketing advertising type guy so he's obviously paid his house off and he moved in with her and he went to sell his house and he couldn't sell it he had no biters on, you know trying to buy it and he wanted to drop his price he didn't want to so so oh, well i'll keep it mm. and what i'll do is the old bedroom which is a really nice i think it's like seventy hundred feet square bedroom quite a big bedroom all lovely there's pictures on the inside i'll put all in the show notes if you haven't seen it or heard it already and he basically turned his bedroom into an arcade I see he, oh, i think i see that picture. he's, yeah. he's already had the bugs he the was also a cab yeah yeah yep. he was already um a collector of um Action toys, you know, action figures. And he had, like, a $15,000 collection. He had a big, good collection, Mm. which he didn't really show off. And he started getting into the arcade. He had the arcade bug. And this has gone to X times extreme. He paid, in the end, $32,000 for the bits and bobs in his arcade. And the thing that got into this is, last week, our friends No Quarter podcast were talking about it and i think I, I hadn't heard about this particular part i heard the story but apparently on clove the american form which i'm also a member of i bought loads of things on there. some really cool people mm-hmm. on there um, some of the people sort of welcomed him into the community and some really got on his back because mm-hmm. he just slapped a load of money down on ebay he's obviously got the money good mm-hmm. luck to him and he bought the cabs he wanted he bought a tron mm-hmm. really nice looking tron he bought a donkey kong and he bought a Fix-It Felix, one of the original Fix-It Felix like Carrington's got. And there's only about 10 of those in the world, so he must have paid top dollar for this thing. And he bought this big, like a sort of pedestal machine with a huge 40-inch screen to play Street Fighter, which is his main thing. And Carrington and Mike had a little bit of a heated discussion. It was it was a great yeah. talking point. Actually, I was really interested in listening to the two guys with their different views. So he views. bought
1: these cabs outside the forum.
0: Yeah, he, yeah. He, instead of just going to, I don't know, an arcade and, and talking to the owners and... and Tracking them down on on street corners and all this sort of stuff, and, and you know getting to know the things and building your collection over years like we have, yeah. he just like slapped some money down. Oh, there's a cab on, on eBay. I'm having it, mm. which is if I had the it's money, it's exactly it. what I'd do, you know. Mm. But he went on the club and a few people got a bit funny with him about it. So oh, you're not a real collector, and you know how forums have got their the really good helpful, useful people, yeah. And you got the people who have internet beef who get all stressed about got something else. Better to yeah, do like, and. Mike was sort of saying he should have expected this and in yeah. a way right Mike is right uh when you well, go yeah. on these forums uh, people have been collecting for years and they're you know, really into the subject really passionate about it but if he's new to the forum he wouldn't yeah he, he was it anyway and, and it, if that was me I'd be like welcome <clears> you know how do you how are you getting on with your cabs are you yeah. fixing them are you doing this are you, how, What are your top scores are you got any parties you know do you want to come round?" yeah and that's how a lot of the decent 95 percent of people on forums are like um And then Carrington has his views. Well, like what we've just said, they should have, you know, who cares if the guy buys one from eBay or the street corner or from space who cares yeah. where he gets it from and they had a little bit of a discussion and i can see both sides of their point and it was quite interesting and i got hold of chris Calouris on twitter i actually mm. found his twitter handle and, and asked him a question and i said oh, would you like to have an interview but he didn't really yeah. get back to me on that because uh, he's probably been interviewed by everyone at yeah. the moment and he was actually really good about it and he said oh you know clove's okay they've got some really great people on there just ignore the haters so yeah.
1: you know great but that's what we oh, all I do, though, isn't it? But the funny thing is, yeah. with forums, I mean, before I got into arcade collecting, I'd never been on any forum whatsoever. Me neither. And without the forum, I would never have achieved the collection I've got today.
0: Yeah, Because Absolutely. it's not what you know, you it's who you know. You get a lot of help, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: that's the one good thing about this media is, I mean, like that sheriff, I mean, that guy got in contact with me through the media, through
0: Twitter. Absolutely. Without that... I would never have got to see the sheriff. I had exactly the same thing with um, my Space Fever. Because you got your black and white one before me. I fell in love with the game. It's just a Space Invaders clone. It's a really good Nintendo Space Invaders clone. And I went to buy one, and I bought one non-working. And if it wasn't for a guy on Arcade Otaku who obviously read a post yonks ago when I was asking if anyone got any Mm. boards, he found four. yeah, And he sold them to me to an absolutely brilliant price. He was Mm. really helpful and he saved my life on this machine. And all four worked. If it wasn't for this guy on this forum, I'd still be without a board now. It would have cost me, say, £150 to get it fixed. And I wasn't prepared to pay... More than I pay for the whole cab to get the board fixed. So,
1: I, was... well, I mean, a lot of people at our age are not really. There's still a lot of people that are not really computer savvy, if you know what I mean, or media savvy. Do you That's know what right. I mean? Yeah, still, yeah, of course. Still like right. don't really want to touch it. Yeah, because we're sort you of thirties to forties. generation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think
0: so. I, Even fifties. I mean, some of
1: for those. me, it's a lot of it's hard work because I. Really, cause I deal with masonry and my my world of work is completely different than computers so yeah. a lot of it i struggle with so is mine you know but i've always been a bit of
0: a nerd with computers you I've been are a com-
1: nerd you look like a nerd <laughs> no i don't
0: <laughs> at least i don't look like a bricky. yeah no i mean give us a cup of tea love
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah you know what i'm coming from
0: yeah absolutely so it, the forums i think for me Uh, the best way of getting into it but we find every now and again we find a lot of people who are into arcade collecting who are not on any forums never have been and they do quite well out of it they must must know arcade operators or people in the arcade business yeah and then someone said to
1: me you know it is like that Space Launcher rare the rarest cab but but, you know there's probably loads out there actually that are not even on the forum well
0: yeah you've, you've Bought loads of bits and bobs to make up some good ones, and yeah. I've got the sort of the leftovers. So there's yeah. quite a few, and hopefully, I'll be making them reasonably authentic and selling them on for other collectors because they are quite collectible.
1: Yeah, but I think you'll find in the next 10 20 years all, all of them appearing as much as they can. Because if another yeah. 20 foot, if they're not looked after in the next 20 years, they're going to deteriorate so much, yeah. they'd be beyond repair. Absolutely. So, I think they will have to come up in the next 10 20 years, the last yeah. remaining cabs that are out there. So, you
0: know. at the end of the, although they start. The thing I was talking about a minute ago with Chris Kalouris. Um, Well done. You yeah. Know, uh, I hope he enjoys Why his not? arcade because he's, he's having parties there. Exactly. And he, the, I've actually put a, uh, a show note on there for a really good story telling you all about it mm. with an interviewer. And um, it's it's sad that his girlfriend left him in the end. You know, his, his fiance left him and he's left. He has to sleep on the couch now because it was his old bedroom. He's mm. got no bedroom anymore. But he's, he's, he's sort of come up. You know, he's been quite good about it and he's sort of sorry what happened, you know, and it sort of happened, but it was yeah. one of those things it might have happened later on in life. Yeah, find a girl that's into that. Yeah, yeah, I'm well. sure he will as yeah. well. Got some, went the right one, he's got seen. some wicked cabs, <laughs> honestly. If I was a girl, I'd be around this, yeah. you know, anyway. Um, and guess what? His, his ex fiance, now ex fiance, was going out on her first new date with someone else. Guess what he did? God knows. He had a Lord of the Rings pinball delivered. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty good. On Tuesday this week, just gone, uh, my new friend Paul Nermanham from the Intellivisionaries podcast, which is a top podcast, um, and I'm getting more and more into Intellivisions now, the old mm. console. Not as much as arcades, yeah. uh, but he has actually got his own arcade as well, he's into arcade games, and he listens to our podcast, and I interviewed him over skype yep. got it all worked out in skype had a really good conversation with him and that's going to be on the end of this show it's quite cool. long so strap in everyone and i even talked to paul for about an hour afterwards about arcades and stuff as well cool and hopefully i'm going to borrow an intellivision off of our sponsor igp james and i'm going to do hopefully something with his podcast in the future as maybe sort of like a brand new user to develop intellivision because i quite like the you, game you deserting me well, I'm cheating on you a little bit. So that'll be on the end of the podcast. So keep old and uh, have a listen to that, guys. Anything more to say, mate, before we go on to our computer console games that should have been in the arcade? What about the arcade we went to visit? Oh, almost forgot. Yeah. This is, how, this is how this is how well-structured we are. I won't even bother editing that out because I'm an idiot. We went to see uh, The King of Arcades, the newest arcade docudrama, did yeah. you call it? And the main character in that is... Richie Knuckles. Richie Knuckles of Knuckles Sandwich fame. Yeah. We went to see a little tiny gallery in... Brick Lane. Brick Lane in London. Yeah. Proper trendy... Area, not really. We looked a bit out of place there, didn't we? We didn't have a big long beard and red trousers. It was cool, it was really cool to go up there. I haven't been up there for years. Yeah, some good curries up there. Yeah,
1: good curries, some mm. really interesting There's shops. There's a
0: lot of little um, kooky shops and little galleries up yeah. there, which I really like. I'm a I am a lot of Banksy right. stuff out there as well. Did you see yes, the Banksy? Yes, I have artwork? before, yes. I didn't this time because I was when I left there. We had to leave a bit early actually because we were both starving. You
1: yeah, have like the Triumph in the Triumph car in the in the box, glass
0: box. Did oh, you right, see nice. That? No, I didn't. I didn't really look around. Really we cool. just sort of got to the we got there quite late because of the trains actually had to leave uh, work early and get on the trains and stuff and it's quite difficult for us to get there and we sort of got there I had a quick hello to a few people there uh, the guy mm. Vibrib and Chun was there which I really wanted to talk to but I didn't get a chance to talk to him because we sort of got there five minutes later they, they were starting to show in the film I really enjoyed the film did you? Yeah I did yeah I really enjoyed it it was so the same was, kind of it was a sort thing, of
1: story as King Kong sort of yeah, thing isn't yeah, it yeah a lot but, of nerds but more of a story about him and um, yeah how He got to where he was with his arcade machine and he's collecting, yeah. And he and, opened his own um, arcade, yeah. And then I think the family took over, really, didn't it? He had to yeah. go back to the family, so he was up doing them. a lot
0: at the arcade and couldn't see his wife and his little girl. And it sort of got a bit heated at home, I think. And he sort of closed the arcade down, everything was okay, yeah. And then he opened another one at the yeah. end, so it's, <laughs> which it's is a good really. ending, yeah. I nearly went to the Richie Knockout Arcade when I was in America last time. But I was ill that day. It so was where, in New where, Jersey, oh, right, in okay. New, New York. But I think it was quite a trek from where we were. Mm. If I'd known about it and I knew it was there, I didn't realise it was so close, I would have made the trek to go yeah. there. But has some fantastic machines, is not he? Oh, God, yeah, he's got such a nice collection. Yeah. And he, he restores them as well, so he's our kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, he knows
1: a lot. He's been in it a while, hasn't he? But the, art, the actual place that was screening the film was good as well. It was like a, a gallery, and there was a few artists in there. Yeah, it was a tiny little their,
0: place, but it was all...
1: kind of art, uh, art yeah um, like pop art i guess it i guess you yeah it's it. quite
0: modern looking isn't it yeah. all, there's there's a really good book i've got called 8-bit art yeah and that's all themed on on console and arcade and video games yeah and it's a really nice book i have to lend it to you and it was sort of that it was only a tiny little place they had a few cabs as well yeah. And i think if you get the high score on the certain cabs they've got there, they put them on the wall yeah. you win some artwork that's at the right. end which is quite smart so did you have a go I didn't actually, I didn't have any 10p's on me. No, believe tr- it or not, 10p's arcade didn't have any 10p's on me. They had Tron and Invaders in there, didn't they? Yeah, they had missus Pacman Pac-Man set up in a Jammer cab as yeah. well. Uh, yeah, a few nice little okay ca- It was quite nice it's having a them n- in there, actually.
1: nice evening out, yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't get, well, as I said, I didn't get a chance to talk to people, because it's always nice meeting <clears throat> members of forums and other yeah, arcade of Faces and names. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I wish I could have... But we'll have to invite them round to our little get-togethers, because by the time... In a couple of weeks, I reckon, I'll have my arcade sorted, mm. and we should have some more get-togethers, I think. Definitely. So that's coming well, up, people. Yeah.
1: And we can sort of coincide it with a barcade opening up in in london as well yes you know maybe do a meet here and then bowl up to there and that'd be good actually yeah have a night out
0: a few drinks early hours of the morning come back here and crash out on the the lawn (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) face down in a pool of ten pence pieces yeah yeah um,
1: yeah
0: is that a spaceship
1: that's Heathrow airport oh yeah yeah i forgot where we were (laughs) they're loud tonight aren't they (laughs) So the games
0: that you sh- you think we'd have in the arcade? Yeah, console and computer games from yesteryear, or even modern games, mm. you think should be in an arcade cab, or should have been if we mm. can transport back in time. Got any picks for us? I picked two Snes
1: uh, games this week. Oh, Nintendo ones. <laughs> Go on then. Well, I picked two Speckies last week, didn't I? You did. You did actually. Go on then. Tell us your picks. Um, first one would be Pilot Wings.
0: Pilot Wings. Mm. I think that would make a great arcade game. Yeah, it would. Because they did one with F Zero, didn't they? Which is sort of three D racing game. There is a modern game. Yeah. Which is based on GameCube hardware, I think. it Was one of the yes, modern games. Yeah, that's F-Zero. right. Yeah. yeah. A, I think it's in a moving cab. As uh, you know, one of the ones that move around. Deluxe cab. Is it GX or something? Yeah, like something like that. Yeah. So maybe Pilot Wings would be good. A little flying around yeah, I game. I think it would
1: be because uh, you know you've got different parts of the game. Like you, you're a skydiver. Um, oh really. Yeah, you have to you have to you fall out of the aeroplane, you go through a load of hoops. So you you've know, got points to get flying through the hoops, then you've got to land in particular places and you've got like a target on the ground that you've got to land to.
0: Can so I make you, a confession? What? Never played pilot wings. Have you never played pilot wings? Oh god, crazy? that's it. Beat me up. No I haven't. Oh god. Sorry. It's one of
1: Nintendo's flagship games for the I, Super I know, Nintendo. I know
0: the IP and I know the name, but I've never flipping played it. Right, I my you'll play it
1: shove it down your throat and play it. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> another one? Got another one um, for us? The other one is Rock and Roll Racing. Oh, wow. Do
0: you remember that? I think I played that on the NES version. Rock and Roll Racing. Is it a little bit like Micro Machines?
1: Yeah, it's like that. It's got that sort uh, of oh, isometric, is, isometric view.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: it's got a great soundtrack with... Some rock and roll music from uh, Oh, cool Steppenwolf and um, Oh, you old rocker, you Black Sabbath. Really? And it's got Larry Supermouth Huffman on the mic, <laughs> on the MC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Introduces you. It's oh, a like, a of, uh, like a sort of
0: like a brought a TV broadcaster. Yeah, it's a bit like Smash TV. Type oh, wow. Thing, you know? That sounds really good. That's um, ripe you, for the arcade, yeah, you can isn't it? upgrade all your all Is it your a cars? multiplayer game as well? We're yeah, we talking players. four steering wheels around a screen. Yeah,
1: so a bit like um, oh, that'd be cool. Super Off-Road. Yeah? Um, but more isometric, I guess. And a little bit more to it, because you can upgrade all your cars with different
0: weapons. Oh, right, cool. And do you engines. know what? This sort of thing we do, just thought of it, actually. This sort of thing we do with our little picks, we're going to uh, do this as a regular feature. When we go to these, these game... Evenings or, mm. or events and stuff, maybe some of the organisers or the IGP could could keep one machine set aside to do this sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, put a console game, because you can use emulators quite easy yeah. for it. And that'd be a cool thing to yeah. do, because people have always got their favourite game. And playing in an arcade cab stood up with, you know, a gas pedal and a steering yeah. wheel or, you know, two joysticks or whatever, or a gun even. Well, I think you know, with awesome. arcade games, they're, they're, they're almost like a party
1: game. I think a great arcade game invites other players in to compete yeah you
0: know jostling and, around the machine yeah and, you, know, you know taking the mickey out of each other and all that sort of exactly. stuff exactly duffing each other up when you get you No, know, you don't want on. a
1: story related game because you know games you can't for get me like it, Dragon's Lair don't really do it it's no because it, there's no competition there okay you can get f- far in the game by progressing putting loads of quarters in yeah but eight ten, ten pences is you ten boy. pences yeah <laughs> But it kind of ruins it, doesn't it? It really yeah. wants more sort of one-on-one,
0: more competition. Yeah, you right? have a go, then you have a yeah. go, and you compete, and yeah, exactly. you get a bit heated, and you get into... Yeah, that's what that's, makes a great arcade game. That's what we nearly always find when we go to these meetings. There's one game that usually stands out, where people are all mm. crowded around it, and the mm. last, last time I went to an uh, arcade meet was, um, it was Bomb Jack, wasn't it? Mm. Everyone was getting into Bomb Jack. Or
1: when we went to Money Music, it was Zookeeper.
0: yeah. Remember? Yeah, that's the game. You didn't
1: like it, but then you thought,
0: oh, yeah, I'll have a go on that. I was talking to Paul, Paul, our interviewee, uh, about Zookeeper, because he's played a lot of our games we've um, played before, and he really likes it, and I said, oh, I hate that game, but it's so addictive, I got into it. And that's another thing I like to do with these games we're doing, is to get people addicted and into Mm. these games. You pressure. I am a bit of a sort of... uh, (laughs) A safe no, drug dealer there's no chance about you know I mean? this week's game I'll tell you hey, right now <laughs> I'll show you how to play it and you'll get into it honestly yeah that would be a really good one I like the look of that yeah, I'm sure awesome I played man. the earlier version on the NES with my brother no I don't know if it was on the NES it must have been another game I'm thinking of remember I'm thinking yeah.
1: of ra- this is by Ocean yeah an English
0: company you sure I might have been thinking of um, was something like rat- Rock Rattle and Roll Snake Rattle and oh, Roll yes. I'm thinking yeah, of yeah. that's what I'm thinking yeah. of idiot yeah well, I've got <coughs> two picks, and I played this one tonight on an emulator, but I can actually play it on my PC Engine, because mm. I've got this, uh, this Everdrive cart for it. A game called Crater Maze. You ever played it? No, never heard of that one, Vic. Oh, you're going to love it. It's a top-down view game. It looks, on first two seconds, it looks like Bomberman. Got little sort of corridors you can walk around, there's little mm. monsters around. But then it mixes it with um, space panic. You remember the old yeah, universal the game panic. where you, you dig the holes yeah. and the beasties fall into it? But you dig these little holes, the beasties fall in and you dig the you you fill the holes over, and then you've got to try and find all the treasure and then mm-hmm. you find a key yeah. and you have enough treasure and you get out of the door. But as the timer ticks down, the beasties climb their way out eventually and then they come after you. I really enjoyed it. That'd be ace in an arcade yeah. camp. Well, Absolutely brilliant. Them. Yeah, it's really good. And the other one I found, I actually remembered it from a, as being a kid. It's a game called Eyeball. Eyeball. Eyeball! Eyeball! Eyeball. It's not eyes. No, it's no. no eyes. Eyeball. It was on the Spectrum, Commodore 64, Amstrad, all the 8-bits we grew up with. Yeah. If nice. you saw it, you'd remember it straight away. It had Speech. Really good. Well, the Commodore sixty four had really good speech because they had the SID eyeball, chip, yeah, and even yeah, the Spectrum yeah. version was really colourful. It hardly had any colour clash, and it was it had a little bit of speech as well. And it's a, it's sort of an up the screen shooter. You're a, you're mm. a ball, and you sort of roll. Yeah, you're sort of like a mechanic mechanised sort of eyeball, eyeball, and you shoot up the screen, and you've got sort of corridors to, to make your way around, and loads of enemies just appear, an and an you can shoot. Yes, hey. But you're an actual sort of... Almost like a mechanised ball. Almost like Whizball. Remember that game? Yeah, that I know Whizball. That yeah. sort of thing. And you go up the screen shooting. And I was thinking if Williams made this game, mm. they'd have the, the the lasers like in Defender and they'd have yeah. all that really loud music. And if someone like Eugene Jarvis got hold of this game and he made it... yeah. in the right hands yeah that kind of guy who everything was Mm. frantic and and colourful and really sort of bright and loud and Mm. got you really going that would be absolutely perfect in the arcade we have some listener picks as well I looked through some of the listener picks Milky from one of our Mm -hmm. forums on the UK back forum chose Wipeout 2097 which I think was on the later consoles the Playstation yeah PS1 in a fully pneumatic cab moving around and firestarter is the only music track. <laughs> yeah,
1: it really get you going, wouldn't
0: it? Firestarter. Twisted Firestarter. Yeah. What is he? And which I think would work really well because it was that game that was sort of the real sort of ravey music going on loud and you yeah. was just whizzing around but you really know what? quick. I was just
1: thinking that if was through put into the Ministry of Sound. I'm sure it was because my ex-wife her husband um, before I got married to her I was yeah, married yeah. to someone else he worked for of P- a uh, PlayStation and his job was to get PlayStations in Ministry of Sound oh, okay. he was responsible for that yeah. and that was a massive hit over here and I'm sure that was one of the games that was in Ministry of Sound Yeah. Well, we because uh, of the music it was thumping music if we
0: find out it was we're going to have to punish Milky for it because yeah. he's giving me false information but he was saying in a fully pneumatic cab like, th- you know how quick that game is yeah. imagine that throwing you around the corners when you were playing that would be yeah. awesome the, the music In your face, that'd be brilliant. The other one is our mate Frothmeister. He says jetpack, good old jetpack in the Spectrum.
1: Brilliant game. I played
0: it on a VIC 20, 8K expanded VIC 20 when I was a kid. And imagine if that was a Williams game with the laser streams. Yeah. But also, I did do an update
1: for that on the Xbox.
0: Have they really? Yeah, yeah, it was quite a
1: good one with new sort of new graphics.
0: Because. That one there had the good old eight-bit graphics, you know, yeah. sort of 16 palette colours with the streams of lasers. But it was quite an easy game to play. It was quite yeah. slow-paced. But if they speeded it up and gave you missions, remember that had f- that had the Williams laser. It did, yes. It? But if you remember Jetpack at the first, you had to fight, get the parts of your yeah. spaceship, and then the fuel, and, and then you find the fuel to fill, it up, and then you zoom up. So mm. I think in Lunar Jetman, which is the follow-up to it, yeah. you had to find bits for your your space car thing. Yes. Your moon buggy. And they could do different parts you have to find and then fill the and then you do the different levels. I think that'd be absolutely awesome oh, in yeah. That'd be cool. Do you want to get onto the game of the week?
1: Can we skip it this week? No,
0: you haven't got a choice. We have <laughs> to do it. We have to do Tasmania. What did
1: you like about this game, Right, Vic? there's Come lots.
0: On. There's nothing not to lots. like about this game. I you so,
1: well, Did you get to level 100 or something? No, I don't.
0: Is right, there I something don't. I
1: don't know about? Is there some sort of adventure well, game? Hidden, hidden adventure game in it?
0: No, we'll <laughs> talk about it anyway. Tasmania is from one of my favourite arcade manufacturers, Stern. Who yeah, oh are I'm still Stern. today making pinballs. That's yep. how good they are. I think they're the only company of about three. Mm. That so are this making must have been Stern. one
1: of their prototype games, early first games.
0: No, no. Well, it's an early one. It's 82. 82. As we said earlier, done on Scramble Hub, which is another one of my favourite platforms, the old 80s games. It's an eight-way stick game with one fire button and one start- smart bomb. So you've got two buttons and an eight-way stick. And it's made by the same guy who did one of our favourites, Rescue. Yeah, classic He did some game. brilliant games. And this is another one. You must have seen the the differences between, or the similarities between that and Rescue with the sound. The sounds graphics. the same, yeah. Yeah, they use the same but chips. But that's where it ends. Sort of stuff. No, 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 no. Playable as heck. Uh, the board set apparently can convert from a Uniwar S, which is a rubbish game. Uh, but apparently it takes a lot of piggyback chips, etc, to make it work. But if I have one of those, it will be converted in a second. Have you seen the cab? Nice-looking cab. It's a lovely-looking cab. It's really colourful, isn't it? Yeah, quite The stern, it. The stern cabinets, like Berserk yeah. and Frenzy... And Rescue. And Rescue are all really nice cabs. So, yeah, it's got that as well, which is always nice, because a lot of the games we've done have been so obscure, mm. we can't find pictures of the flipping no. things. And they might have been just kits odd or hacks something. or kits. Yeah. yeah, so this has got its own cab, which is nice. It's a little bit like... A cross between Robotron and Berserk. Yeah, God, What's not to like about that? It's a poor man's version. Oh, you are. A... It is. No, it isn't. It's brilliant. Shut up. Let me talk. <laughs> I'll, I'll let it, you finish. I'll edit you I'll, out anyway. And I'll drop a ton of bricks on your head. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll give a little bit of an insight to how the game plays. You play this little green guy. He looks like a little frog person. <laughs> and he's totally nude, except for a pair of boots and a gun. Which is, I think, the best way to kill is he stuff. Is on the run? he might be <laughs> but he's like a little sort of I think they just made some graphics and thought oh we'll put this in a game it wasn't purposely because hmm. you might have a soldier or something or just a guy but he's like a little weird sort of alien frog type guy Odd-looking the boots are quite smart though they almost look like Cuban heels <laughs> you're on a static screen the screen doesn't scroll And it's filled with hoppers, which sort of remind me of the little mushrooms in Centipede. They don't move, but they can kill you if you run into them. The idea of the game is you shoot these things to clear the screens. And to hurry you up, the walls are coming in from the left and right. They sort of come in periodically, and they will squash you if you take too long. As well as these static things that can't move and and get you, and they only kill you if you run into them, if you're stupid enough to run into them, is that would be really easy. So along come... The monsters are that level, and there's ten different kinds of monsters on the different levels. And they sort of come in, and they, they try and kill you, or they run around, and if you run into them, you, you can kill them quite easily. When you fire, which is one of the things people moan about this game, when you fire, you, you stand still. Mm. And a lot of people say the game would be better if you had a stick to move your guy around, another spinner mm. to shoot around you, like in Tron, or another stick like in Robotron. And I agree, that would make the game a bit easier... But the game is frantic and quite difficult. Is that one of the things you didn't like about it? Yeah, it it's cruel. quite quick, isn't it? It's quite cruel. It's Cruel. Yeah. As the levels progress, I think every couple of levels you get a bonus level. Um, you've got, to, as I said, you've got to clear the, the room of these hoppers and obviously keep out the way of the big monsters. There's three come at you all the time in the, in different levels, and as you progress, they get they have different movements and different plans of attack some go after you some just go around the outside of the screen some just do diagonals and some actually go for you and some of them even shrink down and hide and then pop up when you least expect yeah. when you can't see them and every couple of levels you get a bonus level and in that bonus level it, the walls come in quite quickly but it's just filled with numbers and mm. two bombs which is your extra smart bombs because you only get three to start with and they deplete as you use them and the thing that I think to do is to pick up the bombs because you will need the smart bombs you have to use yeah. the smart bombs later on and every number you pick up is times 100 for a bonus so mm. you've got a certain amount of time before the, the walls crush you and they will kill you as well on the bonus level you get all the bits you can get the bombs and get out of there quick see the numbers for me yeah. why didn't they have proper sprites in there limited hardware I think and It's that fairly just op-
1: look really naff
0: it did look a bit funny. If they were little in a circle, maybe they would look a bit. But it's just numbers. Just it did look scrubs. a bit cheap. Actually, you are right. It did look a bit yeah. cheap. I think. And the one thing people moan about as well about this game is on that particular bonus level, the collision detection. I found this Awful. when you run over stuff, the collision detection wasn't very good. But no. in the actual game, it was very good. It was a bit mm. forgiving if you went over and touched one of the hoppers. But if you got killed by a yeah, minion, you get killed kill you. from a distance. I thought that's because oh. you are rubbish at <sighs> <laughs> And also the walls, when they move in, they shift the hoppers into you. And if you touch the walls, it doesn't kill you. You're yeah, absolutely fine and I've killed more.
1: everything on the screen, and the door at the top, the exit didn't open
0: for like half a second. It did, it was and just thought, too slow. No, it's killed me. As you, When you kill all the hoppers, that's your main goal, is then then the exits open top and bottom, like in Berserk, I Yeah, but Berserk, there, was a I delay. there was a delay. What, in your timing? No, there was a delay. Or was it and the thought, joystick no, is, that did it? Oh, yeah. rubbish. No, there wasn't. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you by my score at the end. And that's the bait the game mm. plays, actually. And you, the different monsters, it tells you there's interludes in between the game as to what monster's coming next. Mm. Well done, you've done the so-and-so. Here come the eyes, or here come the faces, or the, the hoppers, or whatever they're called. And there's quite a few ways to die in this game. If you get hit by a meanie, if mm. you get squashed by the walls, or if you run into a hopper as well. And some of the meanies, the ones that, that get you... They do different things as well. They can, they can transform. None of them actually shoot at you. They just try and run into you and kill mm-hmm. you. So that's the way to die there. If it all gets a bit much and you think you're going to get hit by something, if you quickly smash the smart bomb, it kills all the meanies on the screen, the ones that move, and the wall stop for a certain amount of seconds. But then not too long afterwards, you will get more meanies on the screen. But it will kill them off quickly. And some of the bad guys on the later levels, you can, can't actually kill. You can mm-hmm. only kill them with the smart bomb. You just shoot them to keep them away from you. Did you get that high? Sounds awful. (laughs) No, it's good. It's just difficult, that's all. But the bonus room, you have to get the smart bombs as soon as you can you got way mm. up which ones because as the walls come in it you lose the bits that the it's not pushing the things in you actually lose what's there so if a wall goes over yeah you lose a smart you lose there. it so mm. what i try and do is look quickly where the smart bombs are and get the closest one and mm. then the one furthest away or get the furthest one away sorry, and then the closest one so the idea is to get the smart bombs because you will need them in later levels i found that because like a lot of these games like 1942 you've got the roll button Mm. To get you out of trouble when you go about to get hit, I, I always forget to use it. Yeah. But in this game, you've got to use that smart bum. You really have got to move it. The monsters on the game, there's there's quite varied monsters. Uh, the first ones are faces, They're like little sort of square faces that come off. They don't really go after you. They're not much of a threat really. They just bumble about. Two evil mm. eyeballs, more diagonal bouncing around the place mm. things. They're them the evil eyeballs. I, I got killed in them. That's level two. I got killed in quite mm. a lot actually. Three was the squids. You get squids.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I got some screws. They're
0: like a fuzzy thing that they home in on you horizontally and vertically. Yeah. So if you're underneath them or to the side of them, they'll come for you. But they, they, they shrink down and they look like a hopper. Mm. So you can't you you can miss them sometimes. Then you've got the sickles on level four, which is a sharp whirly thing that hunts you down, it sort of follows you around. Then Caterpillars, which run around outside of the screen really quickly. No, you've left me. And the caterpillars, if you don't kill them quick enough, if they get—I think—they'll get around think the screen twice. They turn into butterflies, and they really go for you really mm. quickly. They make a funny noise and they go for you. So you've got to hit that smart button if you're close to one. Then you get propellers, which are these round, whirly things that attack in packs. And you get Tasman, which is actually you but in a different colour, and they come straight for you. These guys they look just like you, naked as well, with boots on. Scary. And then you get hoppers, which is a big version of the little hoppers you got that don't move. And these things can't be killed, as far as I know. Uh, maybe if you hit them with a lot of shots, you can kill them. But usually it just pushes them out of your way. You know, it just shoves them out of your way while you're trying to kill the hoppers off. And smart bombs do kill them, though. That's what you can kill them. Mm. And then after that, which I thought, oh, I wonder what happens later on, because there's only 10 types of meanies. I actually got to the 10th level. Really? I got to about like, the 12th actually. And what happens is you get the super, and then whatever it is, it's the super eyeballs, the super faces. And basically you just get five of them rather than three. <laughs> that is when it gets really tricky. And I mean, the screen's just full of things, and you haven't got time to kill off the little bits and bobs. But that's how far I got. Just found the
1: mechanics of the monsters just bouncing off the walls. Uh, the, well, phys- many- the physics of it just didn't wasn't right. It was just so unfair, so cruel, and I just the the, the level just came on, and the way they bounced off the walls mm-hmm. like I didn't have
0: a chance. So, it's like I've just moved and I've got killed. So you're talking about physics. When was the last time you got attacked by big faces? <laughs> <laughs> a rave, I suppose.
1: <laughs> yeah, but this, you know. <sighs> I, I when think you're comparing it with Berserk and RoboTron, it it, it it it's trying to be that, and it's not because your fire doesn't ex- doesn't seem to extend as far as you want it to. Yeah,
0: it only goes about halfway up the screen. Yeah, which
1: really annoyed me. Was RoboTron, you can blast right the across the other side. You feel king of the arena when it gets when you get it right. That it just it just didn't connect. There was no connection for me. And that's what really irritated me. Yeah. And and it was just the way they were bouncing off the walls. And I thought, oh my god, why are you doing that? <laughs> you know, haven't you got any intelligence? Well, that,
0: that was another little <laughs> mechanic I used quite a lot. You can bounce your, like in frenzy. Yeah. Just fall up to berserk. You can actually bounce your bullets off the walls, and I found that quite good sometimes because if you sort of stuck about, say two or three inches off a wall, you're a snooker. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you, you shot go.
0: diagonally. Anything going in that first line of fire would be killed mm. and anything bouncing off the wall above you would be killed as well. So you sort of had two ways of yeah, killing I know stuff. What you're saying. I
1: just found so hard to, to
0: it was difficult the game is difficult as is rescue and minefield yeah. the same guy and I got into it and I kept when I found you know when I got the four way eight way sorted out and I was pl- playing eight way and using the smart bomb bu- the smart bomb when I had to mm. I was getting quite away in the game and I was doing quite well. I thought, really, I thought, I'm thought i really getting into this. It was addictive. And one of the reasons I like it so much, it's a game I played when I was a child. Yeah, is I a played it is a nostalgia
1: trip for you. In there. the chip
0: shop, down the yeah. end of the road, at the end of a parade shop. I can of understand shops. that. And mm. they, had, they had a few games that I sort of remember being, you know, that eight, old 8-bit Do you palette, know what my colour. game is from that?
1: And no one else likes it except me. is Bagman. That's another particularly hard game. Is that by Stan?
0: No, it isn't. No, it's
1: by... Um, it's a French company, I think. No, there was two, wasn't there? The French company did do it, but there was an American one. I don't know. No, it was Stern. I'm sure it? it was Stern, because I had the marquee. Maybe. I don't but know. But anyway, that's it's a hard another, game, though. Yeah, it's a hard game. Not yeah. a lot of people like it. But I had a lot of memories of that as a kid. Yeah. Maybe that's why. You Were know. you
0: good at it as a kid, though? Or was you poor? Because I find it really difficult, Bagman.
1: Really difficult yeah. game. I can't remember whether I played, because there was a super Bagman. I can't remember which one I used to play, to be honest with you. But I used to play it a lot. I liked it for some reason.
0: So, you didn't like, did you like the sounds? Because I think the sounds were very similar to Rescue and Mike, quite simple. But if you turn up really loud, it's really arcadey, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's that sort of arcade 8 bit noise. Yeah.
1: Bizarre kind of, yeah. You don't need stereo. Yeah, I I didn't, didn't have a problem with the sound. Um, but, you know, the sounds, we, if you relate related to the Rescue, they relate to the game more. Yeah. You know, the sounds of water and whatnot. But this yeah, the sort so of white there. noise sounds, yeah. Yeah, this is so out there, this game, that... It is a bit bizarre. I just, for well, what the hell, you know, I just didn't stand a chance. I found this really hard. I found the mechanics of it difficult. Um, you, sir, the, the are a wimp, sir. The, you know, the collision detection didn't feel like right, Didn't wasn't connecting
0: right. In-game, I thought it was okay. Because if you if you sort of moved onto a hopper, the, the non-moving things, mm. you could sort of touch them a little bit and they wouldn't kill you. It's only if you ran right into them like an idiot that yeah. you'd die. Which I well, a couple was quite of times, fair. though, when
1: I had killed all the mushrooms and there was none of the meanies on the screen yeah. and, and the exit came up, but I was sort of sort of halfway down the bottom I guess and decided to go up Yeah, and this thing followed me all the time and I died just as I was going through the exit yeah off, that is annoying It's so
0: cruel it is cruel. you know <laughs> that's just so mean well you know I said about the caterpillar level where they, they rip around the outside yeah when it gets small yeah you, you imagine the walls coming in you've only got like an inch left yeah. and you still got to kill one or two of the meanies yeah that's when it gets really hard because they're homing in on you, these things, because they don't normally bother you until they turn into butterflies. If they do they just bounce off the wall straight up and kill you. So you've got to be really quick. Mm. It, it is quite but, a cool but, but game, but I mean, a lot of stone games were. It
1: was, it was too common, too frequent. I mean, Donkey Kong has it with the, you know, with the, the barrel, the odd barrel. Rapid, if, yeah, yeah. That really does get me. And it's like, there's nothing you can do about it. It's in the game. It's yeah. there to throw you out and take your money at the end of the day. Absolutely. But the rest of the game, there's enough there in the rest of the game to keep you coming back. Whereas this, it seemed to happen... Too many times, yeah, and I just thought, nah, sub
0: this. Tell me, it's going off. Tell me, Alex, at any point during the game, did you weep? <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't wept. play, I can't I've play. give out my it's game
1: and go get a life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can we play Donkey no, Kong instead? No, I didn't like it, Vic. Sorry, well, pal. you sir are a fool, and I'm going to edit all of your sayings and <laughs> yeah. words out of this. Episode. So, what kind of score did you get, oh, chum? Only 8,000. And that's just really sad. Eight thousand. Yeah, get out. Yeah, I just couldn't be asked. Well, <laughs> I think I think Sean Holly our nemesis of scores got? got thirty-two thousand. Oh right, did you beat him? He must have done. In your face, Sean Holly. Yeah. Thirty-six thousand
2: five hundred ninety, level
0: twelve. All right. So that's why I like the game because I've won. Beating on it. Sean at last. Yes, yes, yeah. another one. He's a good player. I hope to meet Sean at Nerg or one of the arcade get-togethers. Yeah. We can give him a proper, I'm sorry, Sean, but in your face. the dig. <laughs> no, I think we should give him a prize, actually, for, for putting up with us, giving him all this grief. But yeah, I beat him, which is good, because he's a damn good games player. Yeah. Damn good. You shoved
1: that game underneath my face the other week as, as if I should... I should be picking this. I think I should pick the game this week.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> We've actually got a, a, oh, a listener game. A listener game, have we? Yes, and it's Pyongyang, Pongy. All oh, right. From the Jammer Plus and yeah, UK Ireland. back. And also Akedotaku forums. From Dublin, isn't he? Yes, he's a fool, but he's quite a funny fool. <laughs> and he's been on about don't pull. Oh, that's on the three... Three Wonders. Yeah. yeah. It's also called Wonder 3, if you're looking for it on main. Yeah. I think that's the Japanese version. It's a Capcom game. It runs on Capcom CPS1 hardware. I've actually got it. it was I actually got the board that was in my arcade as a kid. I actually got the one sure. I used to play as a child. Um, and it's one of three games on there. It's not a multi-board. It's actually three different games. Yeah. There's, there's a run-and-gun game. There's a sort of left-to-right space shooter. And there's this one. And it's a really good game. It's a little bit like Pirate Ship Higimaru we did mm. earlier on. But it's very cutesy, very playable, very addictive, and I love it. Mm. So that's going to be our game, Pyongy. You've actually got it on there at last. So uh, any passing notes, apart from the fact that you're rubbish at Tasmania? <laughs> <It seems laughs> I'm rubbish <laughs> at
1: most games. No, you're all right.
0: You beat me at Sky Skipper, um, didn't you? Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I like Tasmania so much. I like the cab so much. It's going on my fantasy cab list. Really? I've also updated yours to put Sheriff on there. Was that a good choice? Oh yeah. Because that's the one you are actually oh, after definitely. in real yeah, life. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, would you have that in your top ten? Yes, I really like it. I think it's an addictive game. It's a Has game got, I used to play as a yeah. kid. It's got a really nice cab, really nice artwork. It's a stern game, which I also like.
1: Longevity with it. You think you'd be playing I think, it for a long time? I think
0: I am going to play it a bit more because. I kept progressing, mm. and I wanted to get to level 10, the last sort of level of meanies, to see what happened on the later levels. And it just goes to super. I'm What's not sure if you do record? the next 10. world record on There this? is, actually. Funny you should say it. I've got it. You know my score of 36,000? Yeah. Drop in the ocean. Well, you're joking. Yep. There's a guy, and I couldn't find any YouTubes uh, on this. Is this. an early
1: score, yeah. early 80s score? I
0: think it might be, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a Twin Galaxy one, actually. I looked for information on this game for research, and there's not a lot about it. A lot of these no. games we turn to pick, I don't know why we do it. Why do we do it? <laughs> there's not a lot about it. There's, there's one of a cab. I think it was on Clov. Uh, sorry, it's on, I think, Quarter Arcade. I put a list in the show notes Someone's of the cab. Picture of a
1: cab. Yeah, like it's this. a lovely-looking
0: oh, thing. Cab. One was sold. It was actually sold, sadly. And there's not a lot about... But I did find Twin Galaxies back online now, which is really Mm. good. So we can find these high scores. And the Twin Galaxy high score for Tasmania is one million three hundred twenty-five thousand one hundred eighty by Scott Hurley in nineteen eighty-three. Yeah, I found. I did find a YouTube video, but it wasn't a, a super play of someone playing it really well. It was someone just yeah I'll demo in it yeah. and there's a guy's comment later on i actually put one under it saying oh i can get two million on this game back in the day and he said there's some kind of he just hinted at a kind of trick where you hang about in the corner yeah. and i actually asked him i'd like to see this we're just doing this for the podcast can you show us how to play this but i haven't yeah. looked back since to see if he's, he's responded but if anyone knows that any of our it's games if, they, if they're really scoring. good at them, or know some tricks mm. we'd like to hear as, as a lot of other feedback yeah, we'd like to hear back if you knew that
1: in the game would you
0: see if I knew a cheat like that it would ruin the game for me it does right. a little bit especially when we're, try, we're, we're trying off on level playing fields yeah. you know you haven't played much of the game. I played it as a kid Yeah, I mean I haven't played it that much recently it's not a game I play that often I only put it on my main cab a little while ago because I knew we were going to do it mm. um, and it's one of those games I found in MAME when I was looking through you know years ago and I thought oh, I remember that. It's one of those, oh, I remember that moments. And it was as I remember it as well. I remember being a kid and playing it, absolutely loving it. But as you said, the graphics and the physics aren't very clever in it. No. Because it's one of those games where they just thought, oh, this little guy running around will be fun. Let's make some monsters. It wasn't like, you know, they're going to be spaceships. They just decided to throw any weird kind of things. I'm sure a certain amount of LSD was in this game when he did it.
1: I don't think it made a lot of money back in the day, do you?
0: Do you think? no idea actually I don't remember seeing this game apart from in the chip shop that was obviously in a converter cab yeah I don't know actually but it is a good one but because there's nothing online about it who knows yeah when these machines take up so much space and
1: I guess when you're competing with games like Berserk or Robotron um, they've got a lot to live up to haven't they yeah Uh, and the fact that you
0: can't find this board many places it might have been converted to other hardware because it's on scramble hardware
1: it's nice to find these obscure games yeah. Some of them. I mean, if you don't have that nostalgia uh, connection, then some some are hard to, to go back to or, or to, to play for. A... Yeah, well, I have though. I suppose. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Anyway, I think that cool. wraps it up for tonight. Um, I'm just about to tack on the end of our podcast, the the interview I had with Paul Noremannum. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to him, and hopefully I can do the same for them sometime. enjoy talking to me. I hope. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> of course, always a pleasure, never a chore. Cheers. So. Vic. Cheers, mate, and I'll talk to you soon. And thanks, listeners, for listening to you. Bye-bye. Today we have Paul Nerman on uh, as an interview. Uh, He's from the Intellivisionaries podcast. Hi, Paul. Uh, Can you tell us a bit about yourself?
3: Well, you want, like, my vitals, height and weight, or uh, arcade-related?
0: Arcade-related, background maybe, because I'm (laughs) sure you've got a background in that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah,
3: of course, sure. Yeah, um, I grew up in the the, the late 70s, uh, early 80s. So kind of the peak of the arcades, um, you know, I know it was around, uh, obviously around the same time over there, but um, yeah, we used to go to like pizza restaurants and things like that and they would have some of the early black and white games, Space Invaders, Night Driver, stuff like that. And and at the time, the home stuff was just kind of Pong systems, but then they had like the handheld LED games from Mattel and I got really into those. My friends and I, whenever we got a chance, we'd go down to these... Uh, pizza parlors and in, in play and you know eventually the arcades themselves started growing and expanding into all sorts of different places shopping malls whatever probably just like it did over there
0: absolutely it did yeah
3: but yeah I've been I, so I've been into games like that since as far back as I can remember really it was just like a fascination with uh electronics and something you can control on your television or you know in an arcade
0: yeah a similar type of thing to me, I think. I think we're the same age as well. I grew up in those sort of those days as well. And yeah. with us, it wasn't really the pizzas. they were not really hit over here yet. It was um, different kind of shops, really. But I mean, you used to find them everywhere. You know, video stores where they were renting videos out, and you mm-hmm. know, cafes. You used to get the cocktail cabinets and cafes and things like that, which was right, great. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Those old arcade, the black and white games, is the first ones I remember as well. I yeah, some like, of them.
3: Some of my can't even remember the names of, but I can. I can visualize what they were. You yeah. know what they look like in the early days.
0: Even the electromechanicals. I remember a few of those as well. It was just sort of coming into electronics. You know, the TTL logic games, things like that.
3: Yeah, I remember playing one, and actually, uh, a friend of mine has one. It was called Stunt Pilot. It was oh, totally yeah. electromechanical. You. It's so bizarre how it's set up. I mean, there's a big mirror. The playfield is actually vertical, vertically in the cabinet. But you look in like it has depth and a 3D kind of mirror-looking thing. And there's this plane on a little rod that you move up and down, and you have to go under a tunnel or a bridge. And it's awesome. just—it's such a trip that it's—you know—you look at it and it's just like magic. How did they do this? You um, know, that was made in the late 60s, I believe. Wow.
0: Uh, Alex, my co-host, um, has just bought um, Battle Shark. Nintendo Battleshock he's bought two of them oh wow uh, if you listen to what well, a few of the past podcasts he's he, they yeah. came from uh Berlin, I believe uh, and I think they were over there when the Americans were stationed there and it was for their um soldiers or, or servicemen to play mm-hmm. in their time off and I think they just when the, the Americans left when the war came down you know everything sort of settled down um these just got forgotten about until li- this year and this has got um, a 16 millimeter um, video reel in it, which plays through all these series of, of pulleys and wonderful things inside. I've seen pictures of the inside of it, and it, it looks really interesting. And there's actually a, a soundtrack for it and everything, but it's all mechanical. I think there's, there's a little board he showed me. He, he took out the thing when he when he saw it. Uh, and that controls it, but it's just a few solenoids and uh, there's no chips on it at all. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see him getting that working. He doesn't know if it works yet. He bought two to hopefully make one good one out of the two.
3: Yeah, now that you mentioned I remember hearing, hearing him talk about that in, I forget what episode it was, but I don't, re- I don't think I've ever seen one of those things. Definitely not in person. It's
0: big cabinet. I've seen, <laughs> I don't think I've seen one in person or I can't remember because I'd have been very small, but yeah. I've seen a picture of it and it's, it's nearly seven feet tall oh and it's, it's about the depth of two cabinets and it's wow. fully steel as well. It's made out of steel
3: yeah this stunt pilot I was talking about is is probably a cabinet and a half wide, you know a standard cabin it and it goes back about seemingly about five and a half six feet. Wow, it's really deep.
0: I'd like to have room to put those in so i I like some of those old games they're really clever,
3: yeah, you know I see on um I don't know if you guys have the equivalent of Craigslist out there, just kind of a put your stuff up for sale sort of a a website. And it used to be a newspaper.
0: It's not so good for for arcade stuff. You can get all sorts of dodgy things on there as well. You'll be a bit careful with it.
3: But, But I've seen people advertising. There was a place, oh, probably a couple of years ago. I guess it was a, maybe it used to belong to an arcade operator, it was a warehouse. And it was full of these old electromechanical games. Oh, wow. And no one was really, I mean, they kept rerunning the ad, and the prices kept going down. And I mean, we're talking like fifty dollars, a hundred dollars oh. for uh, you know, and I wanted to get. At least one of them, but these things that they were advertising were, were like you said, they're huge, they're mm-hmm. heavy. I don't have a truck. I mean, I have friends with trucks, but, and, and I don't have a whole lot of room left where I have my arcade games now. And I have an, a wife who hates them. So it's <laughs> all a bad combination of things.
0: Yeah, it makes it difficult sometimes. Oh, yeah. imagine. Oh, it just, one of those things where you, you hear you guys, oh, I can get this for $50. You're like, oh, no, bring them to me, bring them to me. In fact, it would cost. <laughs> Probably 10 times that amount to even get it here, and then I'd have to go to Southampton to pick it up from the dark. And oh, I'm so right. jealous. Well,
3: well, as I said before, we started recording, you know, our sidewalks are paved with arcade cabinets, you can't walk without <laughs> kicking one. So,
0: well, London's paved with gold,
3: apparently. <laughs> well, here you go, we're we'll gonna do a swap, <laughs> right? So, and I'll, I'll start talking with my generic English accent, and you can do your bad American accent. How about that?
0: Okay. <laughs> actually funny you should say that i was listening to a new podcast to, for me today i listen to a lot of them at work uh it's the broken token
3: i've yeah i've heard uh i've heard little bits and pieces of that one it's not, pretty not good it's good yeah. um
0: and these guys are from kentucky and they got real good accents
3: oh yeah they're i like that.
0: they're marvelous they're ace <laughs> yeah it's a really good podcast though. i'm definitely putting them in the next podcast those guys <laughs> So right. your first experiences with arcade machines, um, did you go to... Was there an arcade near you?
3: Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the thing I was talking about, the pizza parlors, that's kind of the early, you yeah. know, days. But then, um, yeah, there were, like, shopping malls. There was a mall that was called Old Town Mall, and it had... Uh, uh you know the typical shops but it had like magic shop and like rides and it was kind of bizarre and and people were dressed up like they're walking around in the 1920s or the late 1800s oh, right. strange place but they had a huge arcade there and that was probably the first that i can remember going to to see you know things like asteroids and missile command and and all those uh early 80s games coming out and it was you know it was up to my parents or whatever to take us there and I couldn't certainly couldn't go there myself, it was too far from where I lived. But uh-huh. yeah, definitely. So things are I spaced out that.
0: quite far in America. When I was over there myself, you couldn't really do anything without a car.
3: Yeah, especially LA.
0: Yeah, exactly. LA. It's really easy to get around there, but you do need a car, I think. Yeah,
3: public transportation is okay. It's getting better, but uh Yeah, yeah I that's saw your, great...
0: your tiny tube and you said everything was bigger over there.
3: <laughs> no, just our, our egos, that's all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um just as a side note, um, I've, I've been re- recently reading um, the Atari book. Um, business uh, is it business and it's fun. Inc.
3: Yeah, Atari business is fun. I just picked that up myself like a month ago. I haven't it's, really dug into it. It's a great it yet. read.
0: It's really interesting. I can't believe how Atari kept going. I don't believe oh, they okay. made any money, honestly. But um, yeah. <laughs> how far was um, for the Atari headquarters from LA? I know LA is a big place. Was it was it miles and miles away or?
3: Yeah, it's it's like Northern California, okay. kind of the Silicon Valley area, and and to drive, like for example, to drive from where I am in Los Angeles up to that area, San Francisco, whatever. You're you're talking probably a seven to eight hour drive. Hmm. So it, yeah, it's it's a bit of a bit, a bit of a hike. Track. Because
0: what I was thinking is is maybe that Atari would do field tests, but obviously they did it quite local, not that far away.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, well, the early stuff all started up there, you know, when they were testing and, um, Pong and um, computer space and stuff, that was all local to the Silicon Valley area initially.
0: So what machines do you have and whereabouts in your house are they or do you have a separate little arcade of your own?
3: Yeah, I converted half of a two-car garage into the arcade, uh, essentially... Yeah, and that was a tough sell with a wife, let me tell you. How <laughs> am I
0: gonna put my car on the garage? <laughs> well, the because? good the good
3: thing is that we don't we didn't park the cars in the garage anyway. So I had that going for me. Uh, but there were these really heavy steel shelves in the back, just full of the kind of crap that you accumulate in a garage when you have kids, right? Yeah. So absolutely. um I had a couple friends help. We we sort of relocated the shelves and we put up a wall that goes, it's kind of in the middle, length of, uh, width widthwise, and it goes across about 75% and um i made that wall there's just two by fours and then this really kind of cheap paneling that i stained dark brown like every piece of furniture was in the 70s at least here in the u.s (laughs) so it's really cheesy right and then i put these uh these really ugly sort of uh maroon burgundy curtains over the open end you know like a brothel so it's it's really classy looking have you got any red lights Um, I've got black lights, Ooh. lots of, well, actually Ooh, I have a few of. other colored lights too, but yeah, I I did black lights and I painted the ceiling, it's kind of uh, sparkling black and then it's got like a blue uh, rectangle and then a red and then the walls are sort of dark blue and light blue and and the black light carpeting on the bottom, so yeah, it really pops when you turn those things on.
0: Damn you, I'm going to have to redo my garage now. <laughs> I've, I've got quite a cheesy stripy carpet in here um, and the walls are just grey, I just try to get them dark as possible I've got blue rope lights around. Yeah, um, they look quite nice when the machines are on, but it's it's only a single car garage. I've got yeah.
3: Um, well, I mean, well, that's basically my the space I have is about twelve feet by eleven feet, so it's not good. huge.
0: So, how many um, machines do you have in there at the moment?
3: Right now, I have uh, I have. Well, I guess I should just name them off for you. I have a Satan's Hollow.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I have a Turbo Cabaret. The mini turbo. Yeah. I have my MAME cabinet, which is in what used to be a zaxon cabinet, so one of those really big tall Sega cabinets.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Um, then I've got my uh, Sinistar, and I have Fort Cosmos, which is the knockoff of uh, Star Castle. I've got Elevator Action, and oh, then I've got right. my uh yeah, and then I've got my Space Invaders. And I've I've had other games in there. There's room to to squeeze another one in there now. And in fact, I have. Well, this is another story, but I have one that's half here and half in Oregon. Ah, that's the one I'm interested in, actually. Yeah. Now, I actually, a friend of mine in Oregon is an arcade guy. He's got his entire basement is converted to the arcade. Uh, He found a a sit-down fiberglass Atari night driver from 1976 up there. That is a real find. Yeah, and he, as soon as he told me that, I said, yes, buy it. Yes, buy it now. Here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I paid about, it was about 400 bucks, I believe. Is that all? and yeah and it's working and really? he went he went and picked it up and uh the the guy gave me extra like three extra board sets with the thing so I haven't tested the other board sets but a few other little bits and pieces but my buddy tested it um and then he put it in his garage and the thing about you can pick up the machines relatively cheaply for the most part here but shipping them is not you know from Oregon that's a that's a big trek so uh, I was looking at you know paying almost more more than I paid for the machine just to get it to me. Yeah. So they had this Portland Retro Gaming Expo um, about a year ago in October. And uh, I went out there with another friend of mine who had a truck, and we managed to get the front half of Night Driver in there, <laughs> so the part off. where the monitor goes and the steering wheel. <laughs> and the the seat is still in Oregon. And currently the front part is at my parents' house in their garage because I didn't want to bring it here because, one, there's no room, and two, I don't need any more grief from the wife about another game. <laughs>
0: funny you should say about portland oregon actually because i'm going there next month
3: yeah i heard that you're gonna to go to ground control and some of these other oh, places yes that is a cool place it's it's almost like it's a it's almost like you feel like you're walking into tron when you walk in there because of the the, the sort of neon lighting and, and and stuff that they have in there and the black lights
0: i cannot wait now you said that that sounds brilliant mm-hmm. there's a few places in seattle we're going as well um but this is what the wife actually found out for me she says oh have you seen these and i went whoa hold on a minute she's like it's my birthday remember i went yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's okay don't worry but she's quite into going to these places well she liked um she liked the uh barcade in williamsburg we went to when we were there for my birthday last year as well mm-hmm. and she loved it in there didn't play any games just loved the atmosphere yeah and i played just for every single game in there it's brilliant
3: oh nice yeah you're there's a there's a ton of stuff at, at uh, ground control and then the, like the top floor has a whole bunch of uh, pinball machines Oh, um, she likes pinballs. Yeah, I quite like yeah.
0: pins, but I had one once. I had a Spy Hunter pinball, and I got it mm-hmm. quite cheap. There's a few things wrong with it, and I managed to sort of sort of fix it out. I think the the, the scores weren't quite working; they were going crazy. Uh, but then a friend of mine called me up and said, oh, "I've got Donkey Kong Junior for sale. Do you want it for 350 quid?" I went, "Yeah," and I didn't have <laughs> 350 pounds on me at the time. I thought, "Oh, I'll see if someone wants to buy this Spy Hunter." So I sold it for 400 pounds. Oh, nice result, and I got my Donkey Kong Jr., which is a keeper.
3: Oh, I, I need a DK Jr.
0: They're good games. They're, they're nice. I really like Donkey Kong Jr., but really like Donkey Kong as well.
3: Yeah, well, you have that too, and and don't yeah. you, or is that uh, Alex that has that?
0: No, I've, he's got one as well. But I made my own one. I actually scratch built it because wow. I knew I wasn't going to get another proper cab, so I scratch built it. Only to save me swapping the games between the two, because I kept mm-hmm. swapping Donkey Kong with Donkey Kong Jr. I thought I want to play both of these. So I was just greedy and made another cab. <laughs> so, so you have
3: uh, you have strong woodworking skills then?
0: Not too bad. It helps um at my work as well, because I can make things at work quite accurately. Oh yeah. So it's it's quite useful sometimes. Again, not...
3: your boss coming over, right? Hey Vic, what's you got there? He's actually South African, You did not say that. Okay. At all. <laughs> I don't think I can do South African. It kind of sounds quite like this. What do you make? Oh, right.
0: it? And I say, oh, just some <laughs> Donkey Kong cab bits. Okay, make sure you clock off. Yeah, all (laughs) right. My next question is going to be about um, prices, if you don't mind talking about these. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mainly because we pay a fortune for these things, over, especially dedicated cabinets, and even the Jammer cabs are going up in price. Sort of roughly, what kind of prices, if you don't mind saying, did you pay for some of your cabinets? I'm sure some of them were steals. I bet you just found them
3: well yeah i just walked outside and there were three of them on the lawn <laughs> someone so. just left them there. <laughs> they just fall from the sky <laughs> uh well actually there's some of them were were completely free oh and, really uh, I, i'll go into that story in a minute a minute here but uh-huh. uh well for example the uh the space invaders you you've seen the I guess you guys just referred to it as Midway Invaders, right? Just because to differentiate between
0: Yes. We have yeah. got a Taito. A lot of the yeah. ones we got over a Taito and we got a bootleg called The Invaders, which is a Zaccaria, an Italian company made one as well. Very oh, similar there's, looking.
3: Yeah, there's like hundreds of bootlegs of that on MAME. <laughs> Space Invader oh yeah, yeah. variations yeah. god. But yeah, this particular one, uh the cabinet's really nice. There's a few little scratches, but but it, you know, it looks it looks its age, but it looks nice. And the guy that I bought it from he put he had the boards rebuilt and he put in the multi board so you can play Space Invaders Deluxe and a few other um like Ooh, a balloon Luna rescue. All, yeah, you can play that one too. Oh that's a great game. And um yeah, and you just touch the the buttons to go through the menu and stuff, and you can change like how fast your shots are in space invaders and stuff like that. But um that one in that condition working, three hundred dollars.
0: Oh, that's really good. That's yeah, really nice. And,
3: the guy that I bought it from had a garage full of other games uh, which uh, that was the only one I got, but I may, I may hit him up for something else. But, um, then like I mentioned, the night driver was about 400 bucks. Um, the turbo cabaret that I have, it had a couple of issues. Uh, the monitor was way out of adjustment. It had some wiring problems with the start button and little minor things like that i had to i had to change the micro switch in the shifter Mm -hmm. but i paid 250 for that and it's beautiful condition
0: oh wow i'd change i'd change all the switches for that sort of price
3: yeah and probably the most expensive one was my sinistar and i bought that from a guy in the san francisco bay area and i paid 550 for that and he'd gone through it and Redone the wiring harness and you know checked over all the boards. But I I will say, and I've and I know you've mentioned this before, Williams cabinets they're they're great games, but they are so unreliable, especially yeah. when they're thirty plus years old. Now that one I had, I had so many things go wrong with it. The, the sound went out completely, and I was about ready to give up and try to send the soundboard off to somebody to to try to rebuild it. It turned out there was one little uh, transistor that was one leg was broken on it, so, so re-soldered cool. that. Boom, back. But yeah, I had problems with it. Right now, the the player one start button isn't working, and it's not the wiring. So uh-huh. I probably got to pull the board and, and reflow solder on the things. Because yeah.
0: they've got those. Um, well, Alex, my co-host, had a Robotron cocktail cabinet, mm-hmm. uh, and he had it for a little while, and he had nothing but problems with it. The memory, the, the RAM, kept going. And then another okay. problem went going and they had a problem with the widget board, which is the controls. Yep. And in the end he sold it. He had it all got got it working and sold it to another friend of ours who's had no problems with it since. He's not touched the insides of it. And I like, oh for God's sake. But those those are William <laughs> games. They are absolutely brilliant games, but the hardware is so flaky. I, I don't think I'd have one. You know, because yeah, I, I, I think five fifty dollars, what, three hundred pounds? UK pounds?
3: Something like that, yeah. Oh,
0: you pay at least nine hundred thousand pounds here for a Sinistar. And it's one of the Williams games I would risk, I think, because I do love Sinistar. When I played it at oh, Fun yeah. Spot a little while ago, when I was over there, because um, when when you play in MAME, I couldn't really play it very well because that joystick.
3: Yeah, forty-nine way optical joystick.
0: Odd thing, but when you play the real cab, I was I was actually killing Sinistar, which I hadn't done for years. I think I remember <laughs> last time I ever did it was in an arcade when I was a kid playing a real machine. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah.
3: Mame, mame with an eight-way stick does not work for Sinistar. Yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? Good luck picking up the little crystals with the eight-way joystick. <laughs>
0: yeah, almost impossible.
3: <laughs> but, um, yeah, I had a Defender for a while. It was actually a bot for a friend of mine, and he's in Florida. So I just had it in my arcade, and it, it had a trifecta of problems. Monitor, board, power all yeah. failed. So I got I got the, the stuff sorted out, and the monitor ne- probably needed a cap kit. It was kind of out of adjustment, but I got it as good as I could get it. And then it had like RAM failures, and yeah, you know, I I, I had to remove some sockets and solder new ones on for the RAM. But uh, ultimately, he had an extra board, and we had somebody that a Williams guy kind of go through it and sort it all out. And it, and the thing was working. And he said, "I'm never going to pick it up. Why don't you just sell it?" I put it on eBay, and actually, I put it on Craigslist. The thing I mentioned earlier, yeah, and for six hundred bucks. And within ten minutes, I had a guy calling me. Within half an hour, the guy was here.
2: Yeah.
0: That's what and I he did. picked
3: it up and he said, I'm just getting started in this. I don't know anything about these games. I don't know how to fix them. I'm like, well, good luck, good luck with this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't call me. But uh, so far, he I checked with him like a week later. He's like, oh, it's working great. No problems at all. It's always wow. the why. Always the why, isn't it? Yeah. With me, every time I turned it on, it was like a RAM error or something else. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <this."> <laughs> it
0: gets you down, doesn't it? Yeah. So what's the best deal you've ever had on, on a cabinet or a part, maybe a PCB you've bought? I, obviously, well, the free things, I suppose, aren't they? Yeah. I've had a cab free once. I helped a, an operator friend of mine out um, do a load of main cabs. He was I did the software for him. And he just came around one night and go, I've got something for you. So, what is it? And he said, I've got a cab. Oh, wow. And it came from a Chinese chip shop. I thought, <laughs> oh, brilliant. So I had to put an air freshener in it for a month to get rid of the smell <laughs> of the chips. And it was a great yeah. machine. I had it for years. And I... I sold it to a guy in London um, only six months ago and he's loving it. He's got it in his games room. I think I put Mame in it for him. He loves it. So that was the nice. best. I think the best. I, thought- I bought a few boards before for like £5 off an arcade operator and I kept a few of them because they were really good games, like Three Wonders. And I think I sold a few Street Fighters and I made loads of money back on them just to buy more arcade parts, basically. But mm-hmm. this guy was just, it took me ages to get him around to saying, oh, I've got to talk to the auditors and I've got to do it properly. I said, oh, okay, okay. I kept going mm. back there. I've done it. I've done it yet. I've done it yet. And one day I went, to him and he said, right, I've got everything here. And he sort of stacked it all up. And I said, right, how much? He said, £5 pound a board. I went, oh, I'll have the lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? Jeez. I think there might have been some football uh, bootleg boards I left there, but I had the lot. And he had a load of cabinets, as so well, just jamper cabinets. And I put them onto a friend of mine who had a proper sort of arcade of his own, a private arcade. And I came and scooped the rest up. But that was uh, that was probably the best sort of deal I've ever had. Anything you've had you think, can you think of, apart from the free stuff?
3: Well, the, the the free stuff is probably the best story to tell anyway.
0: That's my favourite um, price, free.
3: Yeah, unless I'm saying three in English, in, in British. Yeah. Free. You can't tell free from three.
0: No, you can't, actually. Fruit, <laughs> yeah, how do you say
3: that? I got free for free.
0: We, we just don't. We write it down. You don't
3: say that. That sentence is not allowed in Britain.
0: Absolutely. It's banned.
3: <laughs> well, okay, so um, in 2012, I went to Classic Gaming Expo, which is a Las Vegas thing.
0: I really um, want to go to that.
3: Yeah, well, the Intellivisionary is going to be there this year with a booth, so that's going to be fun. But um, I'm friends with the guys who do the Retro Gaming Roundup podcast. You listen to that?
0: I do. It's a very, very long podcast, isn't it?
3: yeah we try to beat them with length but we yeah your baseball was getting there there. yeah we did it but uh yeah i've been friends with those guys for a long time and um i've done some stuff for their show and uh anyway they they were interviewing a guy who's named tommy tallarico he is a he you know you're familiar with him i've heard the name. yeah he's a video game composer done soundtracks for probably over 300 games at this point Wow. he's also the creator of a concert series called video games live they tour the world Ooh. Um, and they play, um, video game music with a full orchestra and there's, uh, a, ah, you know, a friend of mine sent me a link books. to that.
0: They were doing a Zelda thing and it yep. looked amazing.
3: Yeah. He, Ooh. he's, he started that out. And, and so I met him at classic gaming expo and he did it. He'd done an interview with retro gaming roundup about, uh, sound and games and stuff. And they gave him, um, I had some of my CDs there that like, I remixed their uh, retro gaming roundups, uh, theme song. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, so I got to talking with him and it turned out he and I were the same age and he was into the Intellivision we started talking about all that stuff and looking around CGE at different things that were on, uh, sale within television. and he says, oh, I'm having a big video game, uh, um, industry party at my house this, uh, next month or something like that. Why don't you come down? And I figured he was just being nice, whatever, but then he emails me all the info and I went down there with my wife and of course we didn't really know anybody. It's a bunch of video game composers and stuff like that, but it was a great time. He had a bunch of old consoles set up. He had televisions that didn't work. So I offered to fix those. And he showed me his garage where he had about uh, eight arcade cabinets in there that were just, it, they'd been there for years. Like he used to have them in his house and they just stopped working. He moved them down there. Uh, by the way, the guy's house is amazing. I mean, it's like one room is a Spider-Man room. One was like a oh, Disney wow. <laughs> room. Um, he's got a whole wall full of action figures, Star Wars, you know, Planet of the Apes, all this stuff. He's the uh, clearly, of, clearly,
0: he's not married, right? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> but, he's the kind of crazy sort of guy I'd like to know. You sort of go in and go, Wow, you have a room full of this.
3: Yeah. And yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, he's since become a good friend. And, you know, we we play uh, retro games uh, once a month, kind of try to go down there to his place. But when, the long story short, um, he says, uh, You know, I've I've asked people about these games and nobody seems to really want to do anything about it. If you want these three, and those three were Elevator Action, Fort Cosmos, and uh, um, Satan's Hollow. Wow. He said, you can bring a truck back here, and you can have those. What Because I'd, I'd fixed his in televisions and, you know, whatever. No big deal. So, yeah, I do that. We get I get a couple guys to help me. We drive down there, and he's about an hour and a half or so south of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I rented a big truck and we're loading the games and he says well you you actually made the effort you brought a truck why don't you take all seven of these games (laughs) okay i can do that and yeah i
0: mean were they working or did you have to do things to them to get them to get them going well
3: yeah i mean he didn't know and of course when we're moving them rats come scurrying out from underneath and yeah it wasn't pretty uh nemesis
0: of the arcade machine
3: right but we got them we got them back uh you know, Mind you, I told my wife I'm bringing home three games. She comes home, there's seven in the garage. That was where did a fun these night. four come from? Here, though? sweetie, I, I already poured your glass of wine. Here, before you go to the garage, drink this. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so only two worked at the time, and um, uh, that's uh, prior to that, I had done MAME, you know, uh, yeah. helped friends with cabinets. I'd been involved, but I didn't actually have a space of my own yet, yeah. So, um over time, I, I sorted things out. Some were just power supplies, some had monitor issues, you know, the usual yeah. problems. And I sold a couple and, you know, kind of paid for the, the repairs and some of the other ones. And and I, being an IT computer guy, I know how to solder, I know how to do electronics repair. So it, it wasn't a, a really steep learning curve, but it was different, you know, working on essentially a TV and yeah. an old style power supply. But yeah. um, going, going
0: back in, in time a bit, really, isn't it? Didn't that yeah.
3: So but there's so much information online about fixing these things too.
0: Yeah, and That's another problem we have in the UK a little bit. I think there's there's two known guys who fix monitors. Basically if, if you know how to, which I luckily do, if you can whip the chassis out of your arcade cabinet and send it to these guys and um, they'll fix it for a fee and plus parts and they're usually quite quick. But mm-hmm. if one of the guys is on holiday or they've got too much work on you've got to wait. And yeah. monitors I can do little fixes on monitors but you know, sort of big things I haven't really sort of ventured into yet. I would have a go, but um, you know, little things is not too too bad. But when it's sort of a, a an unknown problem, it starts getting a bit difficult, and I usually just send the thing off. It's easier.
3: Yeah, you know what? I I learned a lot of stuff from. There's a podcast, and they've got videos, and they sell DVDs. It's called Arcade Repair Tips.
0: Oh, I heard about that from the yeah. broken. It's a couple token guys, guys from Texas. Yeah, I might well, have seen yeah. his YouTube videos actually fixing monitors. Yeah
3: and i mean they they're funny i mean they, they, you don't you know they don't take it too seriously which is good i think that's kind of adds to the to the enjoyment of it but they they know what they're talking about and i and i bought their dvd set this is a couple of years few years back or whatever yeah. so it's really helpful on like troubleshooting you know games that are playing blind kind of thing or how to rebuild the power supply kind of stuff like that basics troubleshooting a board or something and you know i'm not an expert but you, I learned a lot from that. You learn a lot from doing. You know, you learn a lot from sites like Clav and stuff.
0: Because so I, I watched some of the um, Randy From videos on monitor mm-hmm. repair. But what they, te- what Randy tends to do is he uses a lot of very U.S. centric monitors, which is obviously common sense. Um, a lot of those monitors we don't see over here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got a lot of Handtrax monitors, which are an Italian brand, um, uh, and a few other different types you know the sanios and stuff that you know in the ko7s which are really plentiful in america we tend not to see over here too much but i think monitors are fairly similar in in their build anyway so you know i might have to get hold of those they sound quite interesting those those yeah
3: i'll send you some info on that and they're cheap too i mean you can see most of their videos on youtube but they some of the longer ones and the better ones you buy the dvds and they're not expensive either
0: yeah my wife will think i'm mad again watching a guy talking about monitors but you know hey (laughs) ho
3: Well, I didn't say you had to sit down with your wife and watch it for an evening. Oh no, I'll make her watch them. Hey sweetie, look, we're watching tonight.
0: (laughs) We're watching Monitor about, oh god, not again, really?
3: (laughs) I've got to master it, sweetie, come on. Yeah. One more go.
0: These vaults are, they're very serious things.
3: Yeah, don't touch that that flyback, don't touch that anode.
0: Have you ever been hit by one?
3: Uh, No, I take precautions. I discharge it before.
0: uh... (laughs) I do as well, but um, you've got to watch them. I I was once doing my Asteroids monitor, black and white, um, G05801. And I was doing that, and I'd already discharged it and taken the cap off and sat it on the pinball table that was there, which makes a handy table at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was doing something in the monitor, you know, just checking a few things out. And I thought, oh, I'll put it back together now. I thought, I'll just give that, that anode cap area there a bit of a wipe. It looks a bit dusty. And I went to put my hand on it, to give it a wipe and it recharged a little bit and it gave me the funkiest feeling my elbow i've ever had in my life and i don't ever want it again thank <laughs> you very much it sort of moved my elbow it's like an invisible source it hit me yeah and that is weird i don't want that to happen again thank you very much yeah sometimes you a, have
3: to discharge it more than once
0: yeah i think if you're going to go near that hole in that in that tube put your discharger in there again just once more just once more i think a little handy tip there
3: yeah. You know what? I actually did get zapped by, it. not that, but when you take the the chassis out and um, there's typically like a really big filter cap on there. Yes. And, and I didn't discharge that. I didn't, wasn't oh. even thinking about it. it. It was early on. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I, I discharged under the uh, anode cap and I thought, okay, we're all good. I heard the pop. I take it out. i, I like you too. I'd I set it down, and then I picked it up a little bit later to work on it. And my, you know, my finger touched those two contact points under that cap, and it Ooh. was it, it was a nice little zap that went all the way up my arm.
0: I've heard of Not, that before happening, but I've never actually done it myself.
3: Yeah, I don't recommend it.
0: I was in actually another thing I've done is pretty stupid. I was in a a cabaret machine, you know, like the um, it's a Tito one, um, the the trim lines. You ever seen one of those little cabs?
3: Mm, yeah, I think the, so. They're quite small, you know, Space Invaders,
0: yeah. Phoenix, you know, that sort of. Yeah, kit. yeah. And I was in the back of one of those that I'd actually made, and it had a PC monitor in it. I was trying to adjust something inside, and I was trying to get to it because behind the, the board panel, obviously, it was a, a PC monitor they've got the the controls at the front of the monitor. So they were now on the side. I was trying to reach it, and it felt like something had bitten me, and it wouldn't <laughs> let go. And <laughs> as I sort of pulled my hand away, it left two little dots like I've been bitten by a snake. I think oh, it pulled me into a component and was holding me there. And I was like, no, nah! And it was
3: quite painful as well. You did this while it was turned on, then? Huh?
0: Yes, I was stupid enough to. <laughs> <When> it's <laughs> it a good on. move. Good move, Vic. <laughs> yeah, right? I shouldn't have said that online, should I? <laughs>
3: you can edit it out. It's your show. Maybe
0: no, I'll leave it in. Just Vic's to... a genius. Yeah, just to show people how stupid I can be sometimes. <laughs> yeah, don't do it, kids. You haven't heard it here.
3: That's right. Well, we can all make mistakes like that. It's easy to when you're working with electric electricity, right?
0: Oh, yeah, well, a bit careful sometimes. So are there any machines you'd like to add to your collection? I know you've not got a lot of space left now, but there's always that, I can just fit this in, or if I move this over, I can just put that in there. Is there any of those you perhaps do? Oh, sure,
3: up? yeah, of course, there's a lot. There's a an ongoing list that changes as i you know see other people's machines but yeah i mean some of the ones that i'd like to add they're not uh, we can get into some of the grail ones in a minute but uh like i'd like to have an asteroids or an asteroids deluxe um gyrus joust um a battle zone would be cool i was never really that good at the game but it's just something really cool about that game with the periscope and the vector graphics and um also missile command which um the guy I bought the Space Invaders from had one for sale. He wanted about, uh, I think it was like 400 bucks for it, but it had a few problems with the monitor, and he hadn't sorted them out yet. So, And, and it's one. not like... I, Missile Command plays well on MAME. Like my MAME cabinet, I built the control panel with. I put a trackball in there so I can play Centipede and Missile Command. and it, It's just something about the buttons, those little cone buttons for Missile Command, and yeah. the spacing is just right for your fingers and... And and I like the cabinet too, so that's one I probably would add next. Um, A pole position would be cool, but they're not very reliable either. They never work. Yeah,
0: you do know there's um, someone's done um, a replacement pole position, pole position two board. I -hmm. think it's an FGPA they've done it on. Yeah, I've heard about that. Bulletproof one. That's the way to go. It is. I think that's the way to go for your your um, Williams cabs maybe as well.
3: Yeah, get that that J Rock board that that emulates all of them.
0: Yeah, they're worthwhile. I think.
3: Yeah, but I don't think I'll ever get rid of my Sinistar.
0: No, I wouldn't. I, that is a real good game. It yeah. scares the bejeebus out of me as well. That voice. <laughs> yeah. I remember that oh, as a kid. Creepy, and, oh, it's not yeah. like yeah.
3: Oh yeah, and I played it. I was I played it badly as a kid, but I it, I, it stuck with me. You know.
0: Yeah, same here. But I think the, the chance of getting one here, oh, I'd say there's less than ten in the country, at most. Oh. Yeah, it's mad, it, isn't it?
3: It's actually fairly rare here. It's one of the more rare Williams games. It, I had. It took me a while to find one. Because there's a, there's a sit down of that as well, isn't there? There's an environmental. Oh, yeah, the cockpit stuff. one. Yeah, that would be beautiful. I mean, that has additional. I think that actually has an additional uh, soundboard in it, so you get like the surround sort Ooh. of quadraphonic sound. Wow. Deep bass. Yeah, I played one as a kid, but gosh, yeah, I'd, I'd love the, the things are huge and heavy, but I'd love to have one of those things.
0: 'Cause so that seems to be a lot of um people's grails in this country is, is the um the Star Wars cockpit. Yeah.
3: There's,
0: there's quite a few of them around, but they still command good money. For a mint one, you're talking two and a half thousand, three thousand pounds. Yeah. And that's probably without the amplifier monitor. That's just the you know, the Wells Gardener. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got an amp in there as well, it's it's worth even more. Those those monitors alone go for anywhere up to a thousand pounds sometimes.
3: Yeah, and there, that's actually one I'd love to have as well, but those are not easy to find here either oh really easier to find i would say i I don't know anyone who has one not like not that's like a close friend but But those um, games do
0: break down a lot as well the color vectors that's what always scared me if i'd love a black widow and i know where there are two in this country a friend of mine's got one and i have always thought oh i'd love to have that but it's just knowing my luck it would break down it would cost a fortune to fix i oh but black and white monitors, black and white vectors, like my asteroids, that was actually bulletproof. Never had a problem with it.
3: Yeah, those so are well, well I think done. I it's just
0: luck, I think, sometimes.
3: Yeah, somebody needs to make a nice multi-vector, you know?
0: There is, there is. you know. Have you heard of ZVG?
3: Mm, I don't think I have, actually.
0: It was a board produced, but I think it was limited numbers, and they command quite good money now. And that was basically um, a vector maim. On a board, and I think you could run it either in um, a cabinet like an Asteroids or a Vector Mm -hmm. cabinet. But it also you could fit an interface to run on a Vectrex console. Oh wow! But they were quite a lot of money, I think, and a lot of the Vector games got dedicated control panels, so you'd be a bit stuck for a lot of the games.
3: Yeah, yeah. But there was an
0: there's an Asteroids multi game as well.
3: Yeah, that's I've seen that one. A friend of mine had an Asteroids uh, Deluxe and had that that in it.
0: I love those multi-games. Deluxe is one of my favourite vector games as well. I had a full-size Asteroids. I also had a Cabaret at one point when I swapped it for a while. Um, and I used to play Deluxe in that most of the time because I just love that game. So that yeah. brilliant game. But oh, a real one with the backlight, with the, the, the black lights and the mirrored um, effect on there. Absolutely beautiful machines. One yeah. Of, that's, and that's another one of my Grail cabs, I think. There's an Asteroids Deluxe, a proper version of it.
3: Yeah, and just when you're just talking about cabinets and the mirror and the black light stuff, that's that's why I had to get a Space Invaders too because yeah. you know, I'm not it's not like I'm in love with the game, but it's a classic and it's one that you, you really need and and with the, the way they did that with the mirror and the and the, the white black light and the, the sort of the cardboard surround, Starfield, it just looks beautiful.
0: It is a sweet machine. I really like that yeah. one. But well, they used to they used to do that with because they had in a black and white line graphics. They used to jazz things up better in the in the old days. You know, everything was quite clever the way they did it because they didn't have the the graphics you have with the modern games. And I, I I love that stuff. Absolutely love that kind of thing. Right, and
3: and you look at the monitor. You know, it's it's actually a piece of like yellow, or I'm sorry, a piece of like green tape across the monitor, yeah. which gives the green and an orange along the top. It's.
0: I actually had um, a breakout table years ago, and that was a, another bargain. I've just thought I think it cost me thirty pounds. It's a really, quite a tall cabinet with a round, almost a metre diameter round tabletop to it. And I bought it off this guy in Luton for £30. I went to buy it and it barely fit in my car because the car's only small. Mm-hmm. And um, I got it back. and didn't know what condition it was in. The guy said, oh, I've never plugged it in. I think the plug was broken or something. Like that I took it apart and I sort of looked in it first and went, oh, what's going on here? And one of the connectors had just come away. So I plugged yeah. the connector in, looked at the plug. The plug was missing a fuse put that in, plugged it on. It worked absolutely perfect. Wow. And that was one of these these same cabinets which you reminded me of with, with the um, the gels over the screen to give the colour effect. Yeah, yeah. That was a really nice game, but it was so big. It takes a room of two cabs because it's so big and you've got to get round the outside of the thing as well. Yeah. So that gets me into my next question, quite a good segue. Any cabinets you regret letting go of or any parts maybe you you think, I oh, wish I hadn't got rid of that and I wish I'd kept that?
3: Yeah, there's a couple. There's um I had a uh you know the laserdisc game Cliffhanger? Yes. You seen that one? I had the cabinet. It it had been converted into um World Series the Season baseball game. Oh. And that's how I actually acquired it. But um the the actually the baseball game is pretty fun. It's two players and it uses these little levers that you pull back and to pitch and to hit and, oh, okay. and it's it's a fun little game. But yeah, the cabinet was everything in there, including the monitor. Um it was originally Cliffhanger, and they just removed the boards. Uh, and I'd thought about converting it. I'm not I'm not like a big Laserdisc game fan, but just to have something like that, it'd be kind of cool, like have a Dragon's Lair or whatever. They always look but, good. They look right, they look good, yeah. But
0: the, but the gameplay's...
3: Right, it's a bunch of you know, click when you hear the beep. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so what ended up happening is, um, uh, after looking into kind of doing it myself, and parts are kind of scarce... I was contacted by somebody on CLAV and he said, you know, I, I used to have one. I sold it. I have everything to make one except the cabinet. Oh, Would you want yeah. to sell your cabinet? Yeah. And this guy lived on the other side of the United States and he he sent a truck out here. You know, I just, I put it on a pallet and, you know, packaged it all up and sold him a monitor too. So. Wow. Uh, that I, I kept the boards from the baseball game though. So if I find an empty cabinet, I can put that back. Cause that was, uh, that one people liked to, to play in the arcade, even if you're not really a baseball fan, it was just kind of a fun two player thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also I had, a, I put together a main cab for a guy last year and it was an old Tato cabinet and it, it originally was kicks, but uh-huh. it, it had been converted probably three or four times over its life. Because, I, I will say I don't. I would never take like a beautiful, like dedicated game and convert it to MAME. That's you know, I'll do that if the cabinet has already been converted many times, or if it's a beat up old cabinet that you don't even know what it was. You know what I mean? I, I would never take yeah. like, oh, I'm going to take my Satan's Hollow and make it a MAME cabinet.
0: I think there's been you know. a law passed uh, on this <laughs> planet now be. that you're not allowed to yeah, do that.
3: Right. So I would not do that. But certainly on my watch. Um, and I didn't know it was a Kicks until I started talking to this guy uh, that he was kind of like this. Taito or Taito. I'm not sure how... You, I've never been sure how to pronounce taito. that. As a, taito. Yeah. Well, anyway, he said, oh, that's Kix, because it had two speakers and th- there was no indication inside. But when I finally took the... because when I got it, it was uh, Master of Weapon, which is a Japanese scrolling shooter I that you guys it, mentioned. Yeah. that on the Yeah. That's actually a fun game. You should try that in MAME. It plays pretty well in MAME.
2: Okay.
3: Um, but yeah, I didn't realize for sure that it was a kicks until I finally was tearing it down then um, got after three layers of control panel overlay. Ugh. Oh, there's the Kicks control panel overlay. Wow. Okay, you know it had been drilled like seven different times for different buttons, and ah, that's another so a bear of mine. But you know, after I built the cabinet and I and sold it to the guy, and you know, there was there's no side art, there's nothing. But I still kind of thought, you know, I probably should have looked for Kicks parts and converted that back to a Kicks and kept it in my arcade. Yeah. But uh, well, what are you gonna do? Have you played Volfide? I have, and I do you, like. Do you it. like? Oh, good. Well, here's here's why. Because, see, I, I, when I was uh, got into like doing my music stuff in the nineties, I got an Atari ST, and you know that was not as popular here as it was in the UK.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, along with the Amiga and all that. So I used to read all the ST magazines, ST Format, ST User, ST Action. Yeah. All those things, and I. So I was really up on the whole UK scene of Atari and gaming, which is funny because you know I got into a lot of those games that a lot of my friends are like, "What the hell is this game you're talking about? Hmm. A Baby Joe? What is that? I've never." <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I played that. It was on a cover disc and I played like the demo of it and I thought it was really cool. And I've been playing it on, on my main cab once you guys started talking about it again and how uh, No Quarter talked about it and they didn't oh. like it. I think it's <laughs> Ooh, great. It's like, it's like kicks amplified, you know? I mean, you yeah, the... it's a
0: sort of spiritual successor to, to kicks, I think. Yeah, but I like it. The thing I like about Volfide, I don't like about kicks, is when you're moving your craft around you've got the line behind you, if anything hits it, you get a time to get back out in the, the, the sort of bullet the laser follows the, the line and gives you a bit of a chance to get away, where kicks just kills you straight away. Yeah. And I could yeah. Never, that's why I thought kicks was just so difficult, because it's like you've got no chance. If that squiggly line thing comes towards you, you've had it. Yeah. That, that's why I like Volfide better, I think. And it's, it's those sort of cheesy 90s graphics, which kind of reminded me of Arkanoid as well, similar sort of graphics to Arkanoid, which I really like.
3: Yeah, and I love so many of the stuff, the games on the ST, and, and even I had an Atari Falcon, too, for a while. But, um, oh. yeah, so so that kind of harkens back to that era. So I like that sort of style, too.
0: Yeah. So the next thing I want to ask you is, you've sort of mentioned it before, the Grail cabs. Yeah. Any any you can think of? There's, there's only one, I think, for myself, that I'll tell you about in a minute I can think of, and the only place I'm going to get it is from America. So there's only any you can think of you'd like to have.
3: Well, I can probably pick about 10 of them up for you if you want.
0: Yeah, so. Well, I've, actually, I, when I've been to America, <laughs> the past two times I've played it in, in the place I was in. A game called Death Chase.
3: Death Chase.
0: Exidy game.
3: I'm thinking of Death Race.
0: It might be but... Death Race. Uh, yeah, black and white game. Yeah, yeah. You've got to run the little zombies over.
3: That believe it or not, that was one of those games that was in that pizza parlor when I was a kid.
0: Oh, it's such a great game. Yeah. Play it on MAME, nothing, flat lines no. everywhere. Yeah, play it on the real cab with those real sounds. It's amazing. It's such a beautiful cab as well. I really like the artwork on it. Ah, oh, I, so I played the one in in um, in San Francisco at the Museum de Mechanique. Mm-hmm. I played it there, and also played it at Fun Spot when I was there for my birthday last year. And oh, I I don't think I've ever seen one over here ever and i think it would cost a fortune to get it over here but that's that's i think the only grail cab i've got at the moment yeah and maybe a sheriff nintendo sheriff which alex is also sort of after at the moment an upright sheriff Mm -hmm. and anyone i know of at the moment i think is in germany or sweden Mm. someone like that god knows
3: well just a couple that would come to mind uh Well, you know what would be cool to have? And it's impossibly expensive because it's a current game. Is that Pac-Man Battle Royale, the four-player Pac-Man? Have you played that anywhere? That is a
0: real fun game to play.
3: I would love to have that in my arcade, but I think that's about 20 grand. So (gasps) good luck buying that. Well, it's a current game, right? There's no used market yet that I'm aware of. Because the
0: arcade that was in London until very recently, the guy, the Electrocoin guy used to to own, they had a Darius Burst in there. Mm. Ever played that?
3: I've seen it, but I don't it's think I've played huge. it. It's
0: huge. It's got two 50-inch screens, and you play wow. four players long. It's like a big long bench you sit at to play. Oh, it. yeah, okay, okay, yeah. And and that game, I think it's only about 7,000 pounds, but it's a lot of money to buy a game for, and yeah. that would be a nice game to have. But it would take it would take my whole garage to get that machine in.
3: Yeah, and so I couldn't fit thing. Yeah, and I'm not certain how much those things are, but I, I'm guessing they're probably at least 15,000 or twelve, fifteen thousand.
0: 15,000. Yeah, it's a lot of money. But...
3: Uh, but getting back to like the uh, other classic type games as a grail game or, or something that it, 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 I just know it's never going to happen. So I don't even, you know, I can talk about it, but it's not going to happen. But do you remember the, the the Mach 3, the Laserdisc kind of uh, yes. jet fighter thing? And they had the cockpit version. Yes. That would be cool. Um, do you remember the Atari racing game called TX1 that had the three screens?
0: Yes. I think someone in the UK has got one of those, you know.
3: Oh, nice. Can you get it for me?
0: Yeah, I'll just, just send over a box. It on over. No problem.
3: <laughs> nice. Put a stamp on it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> if we have to put two, it's quite, quite heavy.
3: Oh, uh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, those, uh, those
0: games are big. But, I mean, if you had a big enough place to put a bunch of those games, that would be awesome.
3: Yeah, I couldn't fit it in as that. Well, I'd have to take the rest of the garage over.
0: Yeah. But, and that's, or, new.
3: that's not going to happen. Sorry, sweetie. The kids' bikes are going to stay in the yard. <laughs> um, I'm going
0: to put a three-screen multi-racer in here.
3: Yeah, and and this is kind of one that a lot of people like. Um, and and I don't, I actually like the game, but they're rare. Is major havoc for Atari, the vector game.
0: That's one that it's comes that, up a lot.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's got that really unique cabinet, and I I know a guy, a friend of mine, who has one, and um, I think he paid uh six thousand for it, oh. something like that.
0: I know a guy in the north of England who's on the forums we we visit. Who oh, I actually know a little bit, um, and he's got one. I think it may have been converted from uh, Return of the Jedi. Is that the same shape cabinet?
3: Mm, trying to think. Well, Return of the Jedi was what they would convert the Star Wars arcade cabinets into. Am I, am I thinking? Because this uh, one are, is
0: quite a, sort of thought. Like oh, no, looked, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. Like quite a pointy-shaped thing. It's got a sort of quite a pointy uh, box around the monitor, and it's got this yeah. sort of little control panel at the front, rather like iRobot. Yeah, yeah, it's got shipping.
3: that sort of narrow pedestal yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah, and I think his yeah. is
0: a conversion; it's not uh, a real one because I think the real ones is three hundred made or something.
3: There yeah, wasn't very many real made at all. numbers, yeah. Really
0: low, no, especially for the size of America as well. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a real good game as well. But again, yeah. color color vector, I'd be scared to death to own own one in case it broke down.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. And I was thinking of that that Empire Strikes Back, where they converted the Star Wars because the yeah, Star Wars right, cockpit yeah. would be another kind of grail game for me because that's another so,
0: multi-game you can get Empire Strikes Back yeah. and Star Wars together because there's right. the, the guys who sort of sponsor our podcast uh, there's a guy called James and a guy called Andy uh, and they're opening an arcade in the north of England it's about four, four and a half hour drive for me to get there um, and these guys had a bunch of machines in their in their homes and the guy lives on a, on a top floor flat and he, he filled the flat basically and then he even rented next door to put more games in and now they've got a place together, and they're, they're building an arcade. Hopefully it open sometime in August, and we're all really looking forward to it. And they've got a lot of cockpit games. They've got a cockpit Star Wars. They've got the driving simulation of OutRun. They've got mm-hmm. um, the, the, the motorbike games, you know, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And that's going to be really good. But all the sort of games we've been talking about, they are on their hit list. And I don't yeah. know where they conjure these games up from, but they're, they're getting quite a few, you know, coming wow. in. I keep getting a list every now and again. Wow, they've got one of those. Wow, they've got one of those. So, it's so cool. money
3: money's no object for them.
0: Well, I think they just get good deals. I think. Yeah. them um, broken. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the, the guys are getting. Uh, James is getting really good at fixing, you know, especially monitors. They don't seem to challenge him anymore. You can just, oh, I'll give it a go. I can probably do that. And he does. Hmm. So, yeah, he's real. He's, 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 he's,
3: well, that's one tip I can give anybody buying a game is don't try to fix it when you're looking at it. You know, when the guy selling it and doesn't know anything about it, it, says, oh, it's probably just a fuse, and you can tell kind yeah. of what's going on with it, don't say, oh, it's just this. Just give him the, the $50 he's asking for and yeah. leave. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> yeah, you sort of like you sort of look inside, and then the board's unconnected, and you go, "Yeah, oh, it could be anything. Oh, I have to yeah. get repaired. Oh, I don't know about this. Right. Bring him down on price a little bit.
3: Smells burn, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I
0: don't like that. Bad. So do you collect PCBs to go in your machines, or do you sort of keep the general stuff and just use a main cab?
3: Um, yeah, I have a, a handful of, of PCBs, maybe things I've taken out, things that uh, came with a you know an offer for another game. Yeah. Like I got a spare Space Invaders and the baseball one, the Master of Weapon, and I have another different baseball, and a, a couple others I can't even think of at the moment, parts of Defender boards. But um, lots of those, yeah. But what I, um, yeah, I have a, I have a spare monitor and things like that. But I, I tend to, you know, games that I don't have as long as they play well in MAME, and a, a good percentage of games play pretty decently in MAME. You know, I'll just blame agree, on my MAME yeah. cab because my the cabinet that I did, my MAME cab, as I said earlier, it was a used to be a Zaxxon cabinet, it had been converted to several different things, and it was it's pretty beat up, yeah. Um, you know, it's that particle board, so it's just crumbling. Yeah, I and I, I've that. not refinished it yet. I, I kind of will. That's the last step. I did everything else, but, you know, took the boards out that were in it and put the the PC in the bottom. And and I actually have a dedicated Zaxxon control panel, which I did not use. I used something else to make my control panel, so I could actually put it back. Yeah. The only reason I knew it was Zaxxon is because you open it up and there's the sticker inside with the serial number. So. Right. Uh, but Zaxxon's put it, one I, of those
0: games where the, the cabinet is nicer than the game. I, I cannot yeah. play the game for my for the life of me. It's just no just can't I suck do it. At the game. Yeah. But
3: the the um I bought the Zaxon Marquee online just to as an homage to, hey, this is what it used to be. Oh, but wow. it's it's my main cabinet. But but what I did what I like about those cabinets is Sega called them converter cabs, basically. There's a, a wooden frame around the monitor and it's a square. So you can you you undo four bolts, you rotate it 90 degrees, and you've yeah. got a vertical screen. A which Zaxxon was.
0: A lot of our jammer cabs in the UK have got exact same mechanism in them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the electrocoin ones, every single electrocoin machine, I think, was ever built that could do that in. Yeah, some yeah. of them might be a bit difficult to get out because they're big 26-inch monitors, but you can do that in most games. Um, the three games behind me, I've got some Japanese candy cabs. They've actually got a mechanism because they're 29-inch they're screens. They're big old screens. And mm-hmm. They're heavy. And you just sort of do, undo some bolts, pull it forward pop it onto the onto the mech and just rotate around on a sort of wheel we had a lot nice. of cabs that did that so yeah those kind of cabs are quite versatile like that
3: yeah and then this one you know it's the same cab that like space fury would have been in vector game but yeah um so but what i did with with my main cabinet is i i kept that original arcade monitor so i'm running the pc as that arcade vga card from ultimark and that's where i got be. that's, that's where i got be. my part yeah of course but I, I got all my stuff for my cab from Altamark. I They make good stuff. The only problem I have with Altamark is the, the joystick I'm using, the MagStick Plus. Oh, that's it's that one that you you Well, that, and you you lift it up to rotate to four direction or eight. Yep. The little bushing that does that is like nylon, and it wears out. And then you don't mm-hmm. get, it doesn't change over all the way, or up doesn't seem to want to work right. I've changed that bushing out. I've changed the stick. Yeah. Um, it's magnetically centered, so it's a nice idea. It is kind of stiff, but I, I'm going to have to go with something else to to change four-to-eight-way or put in a dedicated four-way because, you know, some games just do not play with the eight-way.
0: Well, I know exactly what you want there. I'm going to be a bit of a salesman for Ultimark now. Please. Because I had a mag stick, and I don't think I ever put it in a cabinet because it was just too stiff. And, and actually making that pull up and rotate round, I could never quite get the hang of it. Yeah. Um, so I never used it. But what I've got in my Naomi cabinet, which I'm looking at at the moment, which I play most of the main games on, is what's called a servo stick from mark mm-hmm. Have you heard of those?
3: I've seen that one, yeah.
0: It's basically magic. If you run MAME uh, through different front ends, I use Marla, there's some software you can get called LED Blinky. Mm-hmm. And it, it's supposed to control uh, LEDs on a game, so you can have your joystick lighting up, or your your buttons, or you know the one and two player starts, all this sort of stuff. You can do magical things with it. But it also mm-hmm. controls uh, motors. And this particular joystick... It, I actually retrofitted a Sanwa JLF. Um, But you can buy the joystick, which is very similar. It's got um, a little motor on the bottom of the actuator. And you plug this into USB. It's a tiny little sort of inch square circuit board, which goes into Mm -hmm. your computer. Mm -hmm. And through Marla and MAME, it uses the controls in e-file. And if you hit a game that's eight-way, it'll automatically, it'll actually move the motor to move the actuator around to to eight-way. Nice. And you play the game, and then when you finish and you quit out of it with Escape, it goes back to four way again. So when you're using your menus, you haven't got to mess around with that. And it's it's brilliant. It's automatic. You can even if you don't like that idea of running it through a front end, you can actually have a button so you can just go button four way button back to eight way. That's what yeah, you need, I think. we're really t- weren't
3: you talking about having trouble with that on one of the recent shows? though? Yeah, but like I
0: found it. out it was it was just a con- it was a, a file called controls.ini. Oh, which is okay. easy to find. You just scroll through it, find the bit you want. I think it's changed over from four-way. I think you just change one figure, four, to an eight, because some of the games weren't quite right. I was playing a game recently called Tasmania for mm-hmm. our next week's challenge, and I was finding it a bit difficult hitting the diagonals, and I realized it was still in four-way mode, so I could just about get the diagonals if I really pushed them hard. Yeah. But then I put it into eight-way, and my scores just went massive straight away.
3: Oh, nice. So
0: the servo stick, they're not that expensive either. I'm sure you can get them out there.
3: Yeah, I mean, when I order from Altmark, it comes from England. So, it, yeah, it's, the shipping it's actually in is...
0: Wimbledon. It's not too far from me. I've been I've been to their place before.
3: Yeah, and then stacks
0: I, of stuff in boxes, uh, loads of it.
3: Nice. They get it to me surprisingly fast, and the shipping is really cheap. So,
0: yeah, the shipping here, there's a guy called Andy who runs it. Alt- yeah, Altmark. I've, I've really, talked to him in emails. Really useful guy, actually. I said to him once, Oh, I want to buy this, this, and this, but I think the postage is quite expensive because they didn't really do a deal. He said, Oh, don't worry about that. Order it up and I'll just give you a refund. Hmm. So, Ultima a great place to get things from. Really, really good. Really yeah. helpful. Servo definitely. stick, my friend. Servo stick.
3: I'm, I'm putting it, writing it down right now. We'll i when I'm done with the uh, interview. Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
0: So, we sort of got on restoration a little bit. Do you restore your machines?
3: Well, uh, I've not like ground up restorations, but definitely cleaning them up and things like that. Like when I, one of those ones I got for free was the Fort Cosmos. Mm-hmm. And that was where the rats were living, Eek. and that was one of the last ones I managed to open up. But strangely enough, that's the one that was working from the get-go. But oh, when really, in with a rat's nest yeah, inside. Yeah, so we drilled out the locks, and I finally opened that thing up. And oh my god, the smell, the the rat feces, the oh, it was disgusting. And right, right about the time that happened, um, there was a. Uh, some like they call it the virus that was going around that was this you know this illness that was being spread by uh, droppings from mice Ooh, and rats and, and they're talking about it on the store and on the news. I'm listening to the radio. I'm my I'm like neck deep in the in the back of that cabinet with Lysol <laughs> and scrubbing it and then the hantavirus virus is spreading. I'm like, oh this is probably not a good idea. <laughs> I'll go get myself on face mask <laughs> a and yeah. some gloves. But I mean, even after I got all that stuff out and, and I sprayed and I got like the pet urine eliminator and everything you can think of and dryer fabric softener sheets and baking mm. soda and it finally after, gosh, it must have taken like a month of keeping different rotating things in and out and to finally get that smell out. But yeah. once I did, uh, the cabinet, it was in great shape and they didn't manage to, to the board so it didn't short it out or anything. Lucky. So, lucky, yeah. But it, but that one somebody had carved their initials in in the plexiglass because oh. that that it's kind of strange it's like a double layered plexi because it's got the circle and then it's got another layer with the, oh, the yeah, artwork. Oh yeah, with the colors, yeah, yeah. But but I managed to use some car detailing products and waxes and polishes and a buffer to get that out. So
0: yeah, that's the I've done that with my dig dug actually, and it works a wonder. You start off with that fine grain sandpaper, mm-hmm. and you are like oh yep. my god, I've ruined it. Oh, yeah, man, that's what exactly i You think, no, keep going, keep going. And you get finer and finer. And I use this stuff at work. So I could get the 6000 grit um, makes... wet and dry, which is really smooth. It's like p- toilet paper, basically. Yeah. And I kept doing it and kept doing it. And got the Novus on there, the 321 Novus, you know, pinball yeah. polish. And I did a really good job of it. I just couldn't believe it because you sort of started. You think, oh my God, it's worse. Oh no. And you just keep going, keep going, keep working. Yep. And then get the buffer on it. I actually bought a buffer and it, it works a treat. It's a lot of hard yeah. work, but I think it's, yeah, it's worthwhile doing.
3: Oh, yeah. And like when I got the Space Invaders, it was, I, I took it all apart. You know, I cleaned the mirror. I cleaned the, the screen of the of the monitor because, and, and the brightness like doubled because a lot of times you think maybe your monitor yeah. is bad, but it's just dirt on yeah. the screens. I don't think anybody had ever done that in, in the 35 years that machine was around.
0: I've seen that when um, a, a machine came to my house once, when I, I did not a lot in the garage, and it was one Alex bought. It was just a, a, a really neat little jammer cab. And he, he got it delivered here. I say I'll look at after a while because he was building his games room at the time. He's a builder, and um, we had it in here. And he said, "Oh, can you just adjust the monitor? For me? It's quite dim." And we're playing a game. I think it came with *Riding Fighters Jet*. I think.
3: Hmm.
0: Um And we're playing. I said, "Yeah, I'll probably I'll, I'll give it a, you know, give it a look over." So I popped the the lid down when he'd gone, and I I sort of took the front glass out, and I thought, "Oh my God, look at that!" And I actually wrote "Hello" in 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 the dust <laughs> and dirt on the screen. Just sent him a picture. Where he went. Oh, that's why it was dim then. Yeah, could be. Because <laughs> yeah. your story about the rat droppings makes my uh, my Chinese takeaway cab just seem like nothing. Like just yeah, smelled chips for a while, and it was it was quite nice actually. It's quite pleasant. But I put a lavender um, gel air freshener in there for about a month, and that seemed to do the trick. Yeah. But did you have but... to you do anything to the woodwork? They, they peed all over the woodwork and, and made it swell, Or was it was it? You know, most people use um, sort of bleach. Um, thing to sort of get that yeah, kind of thing.
3: Yeah. I used to, I used to bleach too, but um, yeah. On the inside there were some stains, but it didn't cause any kind of warping. And the outside of that cabinet is just sort of a generic wood grain thing anyway. So yeah. Um, that's nice. No damage there. And like other cabinets, like my Satan's hollow, it had a lot of like scratches and marks, but I used one of those, magic eraser things. And, oh, and really then I nice. kind of polished the wood and, and that one, I pulled the boards out, cleaned them up. I replaced these little ribbon cables that go in between the boards.
0: Is that one of those um, those little five stacks similar to? There's uh, like
3: three three boards stacked together. Oh, yeah, right, it's yeah. the MCR 2 uh, the Bally That's Midway that thing. That one, yeah.
0: But Isn't
3: that I had quite trouble. with
0: Hardware as well.
3: Yeah, I had trouble with like weird graphics glitches, and it turned out to be those cables and I reseated chips, and uh, I, that one needed a that one. I put in a a switching power supply. The original power board. The design of the power board had the battery at the top, so when it failed and leaked, it it took out circuit traces and everything else
0: yeah so good job
3: designers well done yeah right but there's this place I order from called arcade shop they're, oh. they're somewhere in the US here and they they sell like these switching power supplies along with this adapter board that plugs straight into the harness for I, like forty dollars.
0: I've seen those for Donkey Kong cabs yeah they're a real neat thing you just sort of slide over the screw terminals and mm-hmm. away you go you plug your little black um uh connectors in there and off you go.
3: Yeah, and I mean I retained all the parts because you know there's there's the purists that say, Oh god, don't put a switcher in there, get you know, rebuild that linear yeah, power but it'll supply.
0: It'll work forever then, won't it?
3: Yeah. And it's like great, okay, I have the broken linear power supply. Do I really want to spend a weekend rebuilding it? No, I want to play the game. So, so as Tolo, long as I didn't really throw it good away. Game as
0: well. I like that game a lot.
3: Oh, I do too. That's another one that I, I always wanted, you know, because I played back in the day badly again, but I did play yeah. it as a kid.
0: I think yeah. when no, no Quarter did that, um I went back and oh, like, rings a bell. And it's a that really one, cool little game. Really like
3: it. it. It's okay in Mame, but when I play it side by side, because literally my Mame cabinet is right next to my Satan's Hollow, and, All right. and the sounds and everything, it's just not, it's not doing it for me. But you, yeah, you you're spoiled. right. With a lot
0: of games, it's like that. It's when you play Donkey Kong in a real cab, that yeah. sort of bass that comes out of that speaker at the front, it's very, very different. And it yeah, just, just feels, and that that on on the the old Nintendos, they've got a, quite a floppy joystick. And you don't mm-hmm. go that anywhere else. And it, you think, oh, this joystick's broken, it's knackered. But when you yeah. play it, it's really reactive and you can do really well with it. And it's just it's better than any other cab, really.
3: It right. Really and that and that's like Satan's Hollow has that that kind of like it's that. It's got a Zaxxon stick, stick trigger hasn't it? Stick. A red yeah. One. yeah. So you need that. And that's the thing about meme, like like, I can play turbo and main, but you don't have a gas pedal and a shifter and a steering wheel. Yeah, maybe you could build a panel with that. Like, my like my co-host Rick has built his main cabinet with interchangeable panels. He's got, like, nine different panels for different types oh, of right. games he wants to play.
0: That's the best way to do it, though. And rather than putting them all on one panel...
3: Oh, God, I hate those giant yeah, ironing yeah, board surfboard hey control goes. panels. Eight
0: million joysticks. Yeah. God, awful. But, yeah, I often thought about that. Well, actually, a few of my cabinets, my candy cabs, um, I've actually got different panels I've made at work out of aluminum plate. So mm-hmm. some I've got just one joystick and a few buttons, two joysticks, six buttons each for you know, fighting games. I was even thinking about doing a trackball one, just a simple trackball with three buttons mm-hmm. because there's not many trackball games alike, but there are a few which are a bit quite fun. yeah, so you know I might just do a panel for that as well and fit it all in there. but yeah, re- interchangeable panels are the way to go, I think, rather than these horrible monstrosities people tend to do.
3: Yeah, and the one on mine, the one I built for a guy, I did a two-player, two joysticks, four buttons each side, you know, and a start and a trackball in the center too. Yeah. But and that all fit on a standard panel that was in that Taito cab. That's but, not too
0: cluttered though. so That looks quite nice. I saw yeah. your one; it looks really good. With the the ball in the middle looks quite nice.
3: Yeah, and in mine, I just put one joystick, and there's three buttons on either side, and you can interchangeable. You can do you know left hand or right hand. Depending because, because here's the thing like, when I, you know, I'm right handed, I grew up, I played most of the games with a joystick with my right hand, and I have a hard time playing a game with my left hand because most people that build meme cabinets, they always put the joystick to the left of the buttons. Yep,
0: that's right. And
3: with so, with one player, you can do it either way, but you know, I can't play like Robotron, for example, or something, you know, two stick one, unless I built another panel.
0: Yeah, just do another panel with a, a, a Molex interchange, no problem at all. Yeah, bish bosh. That's another question I was going to ask you. Actually, the next question: Where do you get your parts from? Because there's there's quite a few decent stores in America that, that yeah. do parts, or they can ship them to you for you know, pretty pretty well. Like Bob Roberts and
3: Yep, because I've used yeah, Bob, Bob Roberts, Roberts before,
0: but you've got to send him um, American dollar bills in the envelope. <laughs> he won't take any kind of PayPal or anything. Yeah, he's
3: a little fussy with things like that, and I usually he's just pay him with guy. a check. But he's a good guy. Yeah, I, I got I've. Bought parts from him several times. And I mentioned Arcade Shop, I buy from them and Altamark, of course, which is in your neck of the woods. Um, and then there's um gosh, I can't think of the name of it. Uh is
0: it Quarter Arcade? Another one over there. i bought yeah. side art from those guys, I think, before.
3: Yep. I bought some I bought really stuff good. from there. Pretty much all the the ones that that are pretty big over here I bought, you know, every now and again from and Mame Marquees is another place that does like artwork and and you know, custom Main marquee things like that, control panel overlays. Yeah. So they were good, but yeah, I mean that's the thing. Now nowadays, you know, with the internet, any of us can order from any of these places. It may be a little more expensive for shipping, but yeah, yeah, there's no shortage of places to get good stuff from.
0: Because with us, if you want a PCB or a lot of the, the things I buy or sell, even are on the arcade forums. I belong to a few, like three, I think I, I belong to here, uh, and it's just usually collectors selling to each other, which is mm-hmm. quite quite good because you get a good deal, you know the guy knows it's going to work or tell you exactly what's wrong with it. And it don't seem to be any stores as such over here, apart from Ultimark for, for parts really. Um, yeah. so we could really do with some of that. And, and the only thing that kills it from getting from America is the postage for us. Yeah. You know, I, I bought some white tea molding a little while ago and it cost me more in postage than the actual tea molding cost because <laughs> tea molding pence or cents in, in America. Yeah. And then you get it over here and even the postage is not that bad. But our post, uh, postal service and, and customs are bastards. They, mm. they hold it and say, you cannot have this until you pay <laughs> the duty on it. And the duty can be like just a few pounds. But then they add on almost twice as much for admin charges and this charge and that. And oh, my God. And it just sends up a fortune. But it, there was one guy selling, on, selling T-Molding on eBay in the UK. But to actually get it from America, if you buy a bit in bulk, it was actually cheaper than buying from this guy in the UK.
3: Oh my gosh!
0: Yes, it's that. Well, there's there's another. There is one place actually we can get stuff from called Gremlin Solutions, Uh, and the guy there is really helpful. He's done me a few favors before, Um, but he's not cheap. But if you want something, you want a a brand new joystick and six new buttons, you'll send this guy some money, and next day they'll be there, or the next day after will be there. And Mm -hmm. you know they're really good like that. But it's it's only sort of new stuff, really. You know, new new brand new parts. You won't get any old old retro parts at all or any, yeah. you know, newly made stuff.
3: Yeah. I've, there's a place I got T-Molding. It's called T-Molding.com. But yep. Yeah. But they're dirt cheap over here. That's the one. That's uh, the one I was talking about. Yeah. There. And I bought stuff, I buy stuff on Clav too. I've done trades with uh, different guys on there. and have, boards And have, things yeah. like that.
0: They've been really good as well. A guy sold me uh, an original Donkey Kong PCB, and I also ordered some T-Molding, all the metalwork parts, um, mm-hmm. some of the bits and bobs for it, and some buttons. And, I got them all delivered to a friend of mine in America, and when we went on holiday for my birthday, I picked him up there then. That's um, smart. And it was quite fun coming through customs, because obviously when you put your case through, it comes up <laughs> with these electronics, and the guy sort of looked yeah. at me, and I went, oh, God, here we go. And I had this in Japan as so well when I want to come back. Yeah. And I said, it's arcade parts. He went, what? And he said, come over here, sir. Like, right. <laughs> and I sort of said, I had a T-shirt on, which I, he said, I said, oh, it's Donkey Kong part. And he went, Oh, okay. And he knew straight away. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Oh, that's good. And he was pretty cool about it. But as well, when I was in Japan as well, I came back with a, a, it probably looked like a bomb or something. It was these, you know, wires and, and buttons and panels and all sorts of stuff. And I was trying <laughs> yeah. to sort of say the guy, arcade uh, do, arcade do. And he sort of looked at me and I sort of did joystick moments and button press. He went, oh, okay. And he just put everything neatly back in and just let me go. He knew exactly what oh, I was that's I was great. At, you stupid English man going <laughs> home with all our that's arcade right. parts. So you you're on Cloth forums. Yeah. And any others you go on at all?
3: Um, not specifically arcade. I mean, there's a lot of stuff related to arcades on Atari Age and um, Game Gavel, retro gaming roundup. They have their own forums. Um, yeah, Game Gavel built- like
0: an auction site, isn't it?
3: Yeah, but it's also they also have forums because um, the Game Gavel was started by one of the guys who is on Retro Gaming Roundup. Oh, I see. Okay, and yeah, because you mentioned Game Gavel in your last episode. Yeah, and, Alex um, is a
0: big um, console guy. He, he collects everything Nintendo. Yeah, and I sort of it, put him onto that. So expect to see some of his money there uh, soon. I expect.
3: Yeah, but Mike Mike Kennedy is the guy's name. who started Game Gavel, and he's actually the guy I bought that Turbo Mini from. Okay, um, he's a good friend of mine, and he. He's one of the guys that's helping to put on Classic Gaming Expo this year. They're going to be there, of course. Retro Gaming Roundup guys. Um, but is really cool. It's kind of like the his idea, you know, to be like eBay but for gamers with like half the fees that you, you know because eBay just yeah. goes crazy with the fees all the time and everything, and the prices always go up. So it's, it's pretty good. I mean, you're not going to necessarily find every you know retro gaming related thing on there, but it, it's growing. And then they even started. He started his own print magazine now, which is just called Retro. Oh, you know, awesome. it's a lot like you know, you know, a lot like your uh, your retro gamer uh, magazine there in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get that here. I pick it up locally when I. It's usually about three weeks behind, but it's a good, it's a good magazine. It reminds me of the old uh, ST magazines I used to read.
0: Yeah, I've but... got. I'm looking <clears> at some <throat> now. Actually, I had um, until only about six or eight months ago. I had a subscription. I had all of them from issue one mm-hmm. until then. I stopped getting it because they stopped doing so much of the arcade bit. But they they sort of come back a little bit now. Hopefully, we'll get to talk to them at the. Uh, one of the shows this year, uh, hopefully for the podcast, maybe um, try and get to do a bit more arcade stuff in in their, their magazine. Well, yeah, that one. Their you know, their
3: they're recent, not probably not their most recent, because you're you're probably on the next issue already. But they had one that talked about the Intellivision but the the main feature ooh. article of that one was all about arcades.
0: Ah, I'm, I'm ooh. If I haven't got that, I'm gonna have to nip around Alex and pinch his one
3: one twenty six or something. I can't remember the issue number it was.
0: I should look out for that.
3: Yeah, there's a whole story about all the different decades and how the arcade stuff came along. And, I, and then in a previous issue, they did, they interviewed the guy who did Sinistar. It was great. I loved reading that. So mm,
0: i have to get the back issue for that one. Then that sounds pretty good. And look at
3: me promoting a UK magazine. <laughs> yeah. To you. Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, your games. Are you any good at any of them? Any any top <laughs> scores? Anything in Twin Galaxies at all?
3: yeah that's right i Hmm. I hold 17 records in arcade and console games now that's the thing i mean a lot of it comes down to time you know the time to actually sit there and play and get good at these games yeah and and as kids as i said i didn't spend as much time in the arcade as as i would have liked but you know i'm okay i mean i'm pretty decent at 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 games like missile command or um you do know know we've got the world
0: champion tony temple over here
3: yeah, I'm not gonna to touch any of those scores. <laughs> I've but, seen him play. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing to well, watch. I, I excel at Uncle Pooh. Yeah. That, that's oh what funny. a game. What a game. <laughs> you, you turned me on to that. That's a brilliant. Game. <laughs> we might
0: have to do that for one of our challenges, I think. It's just I uh, think you should. But but I understand game. that
3: you're quite good at super three D laminate floor simulator. Oh, I am top at that. I like got the high score. Try that one. Oh
0: god. I did eighty meters, eighty square meters of laminate flooring recently. God. Never again. I have no knees anymore. I don't think I'd be able to walk after that. Ugh, no, I'm, I'm leaving that behind. And it's, it's been Tasmania all week this week. I'm determined yeah. to crush Alex with it. Nice. Hopefully by the time this podcast, uh, this interview with the podcast goes on the end of our podcast, I will have crushed him into the ground anyway. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> competitive play. or anything. Right. But I need to crush him.
3: I think you do. You should. So, And he's not here to defend himself. So, Absolutely. That's always the best way. No in television records either. Uh well, amongst my co-hosts, yeah, I usually beat them. But, uh, <laughs> it's good beating the co-host. I like it. That's right. I like to talk crap about them as much as possible. But um no, nothing, nothing crazy or anything like that. I think I I dedicated a lot of time to like when I had my Atari as a kid before my my 2600 before I had the Intellivision, I got really good at Laser Blast and Night Driver. Uh, I don't remember what my scores were, but I'd play them for hours.
0: Yeah. I used to like Asteroids on the 2600. I could get, oh, keep going forever too. on that. Oh,
3: I can go forever on that one too. Really yeah. really good game on the 2600. Uh, oh, yeah, it's great. It's a great game.
0: My brother's recently um, been getting into 2600. He sent me loads of pictures the other day, which is quite quite sweet. Uh, yeah. he, cause he said, oh, I can't get this game to work. And I said, um, have you tried cleaning the contacts? And he said, I've blown on them. I said, no, go, uh, and, get a, go and get a Q-tip. Uh, get some alcohol and he put it in and he, he's oh it works straight away it's like brilliant he sent me a load of pictures like yes I've seen an Atari twenty six hundred before <laughs> it was nice he was getting into it. It was quite sweet.
3: Yeah that's cool.
0: So in LA um do you have any any barcades or any any local arcades you frequent?
3: Well there's one that opened Within maybe just a few months back, it's called Eighty Two. It's kind of an upscale arcade in downtown LA. I've not, I haven't been to it yet. I've just seen pictures and heard about it. But Shame it's on you! Cool. Uh, well, I, I'll I'll go. Don't worry. But there's yes. a there's a local one, uh, Redondo Beach. There's a a pier there, and it's uh, obviously right on the ocean. And it's an arcade that's been there, gosh, probably since the late '60s, early '70s. Wow! And they do have a lot of like. Well, they've got like the ski ball and they have some vent, you know, ticket type things like you would find yeah. that kids like nowadays. But they also have a whole section of classic games, too. You mm-hmm. know, it's not it's not kept up very well, but um, most of the games still work. Yeah, so but if I'll that was there. me,
0: I'd be down there and I'd say, I'll take these off your hands for fifty dollars each. I'll look after them. I'll make them work again. Yeah, I would do and that.
3: It, and I know that they have uh, they've got an offsite little warehouse with a lot more classic games. But <gasps> uh...
0: Oh, have you been there yet?
3: Not to the warehouse. Ooh, I've I just would. heard rumors from some friends that live in the area too. So
0: I'd sneak in ninja style in the middle of the night.
3: Mind <laughs> Strap you, can really a couple of cabs to your back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Run across the walls with them. Yeah, no problem. Because <laughs> I went to um, a Japanese style arcade uh, in L.A. when I was there in Little Tokyo. Is that na- near you at all?
3: It's near downtown, which is like you know half an hour, forty minutes for me.
0: Yeah, that was that was quite a nice little place. It had a lot of these these candy cab types that I, I spoke about. Yeah. Uh, and it was quite nice. They had some some nice games in there actually. It was a good good little arcade.
3: Well, you can still go to Chuck E. Cheese Pizza Time Theater, which was started by Nolan Bushnell back are in the Atari days. They're still going, but I, obviously I don't think he has anything to do with them. And but they're full of games, but most oh. of the games are just those ticket the games that spit out the tickets and yeah, the kids get yeah. a prize. But they do have a few like driving games and some of the locations have a handful of classic games too, but most of them don't anymore.
0: Yeah, you right. know, you know, you were sort of joking earlier that everywhere you turn, there's an arcade cabinet. I yeah. did notice that everywhere you turn in America, there's a, a is it a class of eighty one Gallagher and Miss Pac Man in the same cab.
3: Yeah, I was there, falling over those things yeah. everywhere a-
0: I looked. There was one. There was about five or six in in I think it was in JFK um, airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one in the cinema. I went to the Sid Cinema. Uh, there was one in another arcade. they just everywhere. Those things. They must have mass produced them for the the new resurgence in retro gaming
3: yeah i think they did and but as kids i mean they were everywhere too they were in like the liquor stores convenience stores you'd find them in like the the laundry laundromat or the grocery store here and there yeah and everybody was had everyone wanted a little piece of that action i guess
0: yeah it's amazing how much those those pcbs go for they're only little tiny things in those machines obviously Mm -hmm. they're they're newer technology but they cost a fortune over here i mean you Mm. can probably pick up well both those games are on the 16 one anyway which Mm -hmm. isn't brilliant but you know
3: have you, have you tried or heard of the Arcade uh, SD board? I have, yes. It's supposed to be a bit better than
0: than the 60 ones and the 19 ones.
3: Yeah, the emulation is better. Uh, it's kind of a better front end on it. and um, mm. But they're like $300. So. Can,
0: can you add your own games to it, your own ROMs, or have you got to buy them licensed? Uh,
3: they You can get them from them. Uh, there's a few that you have to buy for a licensed thing, but... Um, yeah. I, from my understanding is that they've kind of gone through and made some changes to a lot of the ROMs to make sure they're compatible with their system. They're not just the typical MAME ROMs. Oh, okay. Are they more so,
0: authentic then or less?
3: Uh, supposedly more. I've not actually play-tested one, but There's, from what I've read... One of the
0: forums got one, and he was raving about it. Yeah. But I think a lot of the other people just said, well, I'll just build a MAME cab for, you know, build a MAME PC for 30 pounds well, or
3: something. yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I... Being in computers, I've got a closet full of you know yeah. decent enough MAME com- computers, and and I know how to put them together. So, do I really want to spend three hundred dollars on this this board? Yeah, eh, same eh, here. I've know. got
0: a few machines. At one time, um, the the candy cabs they're called Jalico Ponies, and hmm. I had when I had two, I've got three now. One was horizontal, one was vertical, and they both had MAME computers in, so I could have the best of both worlds in the proper orientation. Right, um, and I sort of went away from MAME, and they haven't had MAME in them now for over a year. because so I just swap around another PCB and play mm-hmm. the proper games. So I've got one cabinet with a 29-inch screen on it, which doesn't rotate, which is actually big enough when you play the games with the letterbox. They are actually big enough you know, to play mm-hmm. anywhere. They're not tiny if you play a vertical game on a horizontal screen. So I tended to do that, and I went away from MAME. But... MAME is brilliant because, you know, when we've got these challenges, you can't just go and buy a board for your podcast in two weeks. <laughs> right, exactly. You've got to, you know, and some of these boards you wouldn't find anywhere. You know, yeah. Some of the odd games we've played recently.
3: Yeah, but that's one challenge with with the vertical horizontal monitor thing. Like, yeah, I mean, my monitor is changeable, but it, it takes a little bit of effort to do. But when yeah. I built the MAME cab, originally the monitor was, uh, was vertical for Zaxxon. But I put it horizontal because that seems to be a better compromise. To play more of the games. Yeah. Because verticals can look okay in a horizontal, but not the other way around.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. That's what mine is. Yeah. Do you have regular meetups at your house for, for pals and, and family to play your arcade machines? I, heard, I know you had a party last week, I think, when some family came around.
3: Yeah, I had my, my sister and my niece and other family friends, and we had about 20 people over here. And oh, wow. and I know this is almost impossible to believe, but all the machines actually functioned correctly. Oh, well done. That never happens. It never happens, no. <laughs> Especially when you say that.
0: I've actually, I've had, I think it's only once or twice, I've had a machine go down while they're playing it. and yeah. It's the weirdest thing. What, what happened? You know, usually when you turn them on, bang, they're gone. But this time right. I was playing Donkey Kong, and the colors started going all fuzzy and pink, and I was, oh my god, what's going on here? And it was just a um, some black legs on a on a on a uh, chip, which I've just mm. brushed up, and it was fine. But it's weird how it just went there and then. Yeah, but it's I've seen weird. I've seen it happen before. There's a friend of ours called Davo, and he's a great character. And we were at um, an old arcade a few years ago called the Arcade Barn in in the south uh, west of England, and there was loads of cabs there, and nearly every cab he touched, it just stopped working. And in the end, I think we just put him outside and said, "Don't touch anything." Right. He was the jinx that day, but you know, yeah. he's, he's, since then, he's 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 done pretty well. He's, he's quite good at fixing them as well. But I think he had some lightning in his fingers that day, or something. I don't know.
3: Yeah, but you know as well as me, any time you go in there to turn them on, you're always kind of fingers crossed. Okay, I can work this yeah. time.
0: Oh, hey, it came up. All right. I did that with the machine in the corner. I bought um, a, a bank panic PCB. There, it's a, um, a bootleg. It's a very cheap on eBay. And it came from the Netherlands, and it was only in sort of an inch-thick box with hardly... There was a one sheet of bubble wrap around it. I was oh, my God, this is never going to work. Hmm. And I put it in the machine that had my original Bank Panic in. And I haven't used it for probably six months. I haven't put it on for a long time. And I thought, oh, my God, what's going to go on with it now? Because, you know, they sort of sit... But it's its a nice warm room. It's not going to dampen or anything. Sort of and it actually yeah. came up first time, and it worked. And the board is the exact replica of the original, apart from the Sega sticker on it. I think there's two or three chips that weren't socketed that were on the original, but it's exactly the same, Hmm. which sort of, you know, a bit of a bargain for. I think it was £22 delivered. It was a real cheap one for me. Wow, nice. So you get the kids involved with the games or are they busy on their Xbox 5 or whatever they (laughs) call these games?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I I have a a 12-year-old stepson Mm -hmm. and um, he's he goes in and out of being into the uh, the games. I got him into retro games though. You know, I made him play in television Atari, Odyssey 2, uh and plus all the arcade cabs and he's into some of the ones on mame too. So yeah, he likes it a bit. Um uh, you know, at his dad's house he's got the PlayStation 3. So oh, yeah. he's managed to to enjoy both aspects of it. But it's kind of funny like I have um, I have a lot of consoles in my arcade as well. I've got a PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Which was probably the most uh, you know latest system I own. <laughs> you yeah. know I stopped after that, but um, but he's playing that and he's criticizing how bad the graphics look. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, you know you don't criticize you know Pac-Man over here, but you're gonna oh, but compared to the PlayStation Three, okay, be quiet, don't play it then, turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> and my 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 son, he's about to be five, and. He, yeah, he likes going out there and he kind of jumps around and goes from machine to machine, but he doesn't really play well. He likes turbo, but he really yeah. crashes. He crashes really well in turbo. He's mastered <laughs> really that. <well>. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> but uh, other times when we've had people over, uh, the yeah, the kids just like, you know, it's like kids on Christmas morning when they walk in and the, the arcade's all lit up with the black lights. They're like,
0: wow. Yeah, I need to get myself some black lights now you've said that.
3: <laughs> I thought you were going to say kids.
0: Oh, I've got some of those as well. All oh, right, there, they're yeah. they're growing up now anyway. They they do play the games now and again.
3: Yeah. But they don't have that nostalgia, you know. I mean they might enjoy it, but their it, nostalgia it's...
0: is I think Jack, who's my, my son, he's twenty this year, mm. his his nostalgia is is playing NES, Which yeah. was which was, you know, handed down to him at the time anyway. I think the first console we bought him was a, a GameCube. Mm-hmm. So his sort of um his sort of one D years was Zelda, you know, the three the D Zeldas. Yeah. Which is quite sweet in a way, but yeah, not for me. Yeah. Those games it takes sort of you gotta read the manual and then you gotta you gotta play the walkthrough for a week and then you gotta do this online. It's like, no, that's not for me. I'm just gonna go in there, switch Donkey Kong on, quick blast, done, off, yeah, out of there. That's how I do
3: it. Yeah, I mean I tried before getting married and having kids, I you know, was playing like the Grand Theft Autos and stuff and wasting away a week of time, you yeah, know, on these. It just games. eats but- your life, doesn't it? Yeah, you can't do that when you want to have a real job and a marriage and yeah. kids and Used to hear <laughs> these can. horror
0: stories from um, you know, I think it's a place like Korea where people were like pawning all they own to play War- Warcraft on uh, yeah. World of Warcraft online. And stuff. Oh my right.
3: God, what are you doing? Get yourself a yeah. Donkey Kong cab. <laughs> exactly. You play fifteen minutes and you're done. Yes. Did you say there was some
0: barcades in LA? The the sort of uh, the drinking places with the, with the cabs
3: yeah well. that one I mentioned was that eighty two and um, yeah there's another one that's called the last arcade on the Planet, oh, which wow. clearly isn't true no, uh, yeah. that's down in uh, Orange County, which is you know a couple an hour and a half drive from me. we measure everything in time in l a We don't really know miles that well, but yeah. we can <laughs> measure well, i it in time. I did
0: the um I went from when we were there a few years ago for Christmas I did first time I'd ever driven in America, first time I'd ever driven an automatic car. we went from uh Vegas to l a Wow. Uh, LA from San Francisco to San Francisco. In a, yeah, we did the LA to San Francisco in a day. That was a big drive. <laughs> that was oh, yeah. many hours. It was quite you fun mani- though.
3: You managed to stay on the right side of the road the whole time?
0: Yeah, I kept drifting a little bit and the wife was saying, you're drifting again. <laughs> and I only hit my hand against the left-hand side of the door going for the non-existent gears twice. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. But yeah, it's I think driving in America, everyone gets worried about it. It's easy. Everything's straight. It's great. Yeah,
3: pretty much. It's just a law, all flat and laid out. At least California. Yeah, no problem at all around there.
0: Yeah, we're going to get um, a barcade soon in London. That's going to be the first one in the country, I think. We're that far behind. But I've been to I've been to the one in Williamsburg I said before. Uh, I think they've had a few more open up in New York since. I think there's one Mm -hmm. in New Jersey. There's one in New York City, I think, as well. I think there's one in Philadelphia. Um, but they're getting quite popular over there, and they seem to work really well, especially when they do the decent cask beers as well, which I'm quite into.
3: Hmm. Well, there's one thing that goes on in Southern California. It's called SC3, Southern California Classic Collectors. And there's a couple of places they have it. One guy um, has it at his house, but his his entire garage, and he converts his backyard for that night to, to a bunch of consoles and arcade cabs. And the, the place I mentioned that Last Arcade on the Planet, they're also affiliated with that. So they get together like twice a year. It's a big meeting of, you know, guys like us to just just have play. Or sometimes it's over a couple of days. But that, that's kind of a cool thing to do when I can when I can manage it.
0: We get that here. Um, the, the, our, our sponsors used to do the parties in his home. And mm-hmm. there's the thing called Play Expo, which is in Blackpool and Manchester. There's two of those a year. There's right. a few pinball meets as well, which are sort of interspersed with, with video games as well. And there's one in the southwest, but there's they seem to be up north a lot, and it's quite a, quite a way for us to get there. Um, mm-hmm. And you've got to muck about with with hotels and stuff, and it's you know that the sort of weekend gets quite expensive when you've got to sort of drive up there, and our petrol prices are crazy compared to yours. Yeah, and you've got well, to stay overnight and then you know, all that sort of stuff, and you can't drink because you drive in the next day or whatever. And it's you know, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a pain, but I do try to get to as many as I can, especially doing the podcast as well. And you know, we try to sort of talk to people there as well.
3: Yeah, well that's what's good when when I go to Vegas at least once a year and you know especially if there's going to be Classic Gaming Expo and they have oh, the yeah. insert coins uh, barcade and they've got the pinball hall of fame.
0: I went there when I was there. Uh,
3: it's not glamorous but it's cool with all the machines they have it's in there. It's very
0: cool. Uh... Um, I yeah. went there because um, we were sort of looking around. I went to some of the arcades on the Strip because we stayed on the Strip mainly. I didn't have a car at the time there. Mm-hmm. And I sort of found a few little places because my wife was ill for the first couple of days we were there. So I was just wandering on my own trying to find arcades. Yeah. And then we sort of went to the pinball, um, pinball Museum there, which was really nice. And I was quite amazed. They had like a, a Star Trek captain's chair. I was like, oh, my God, I've never seen this. And they had some really nice games. Yeah. They even had a, a Sega missile command
3: yeah which I've was really that weird too. Like,
0: what i took pictures of us like, what is that about that's not right it's an alternate reality of something and um yeah i really like that and then the guys that was super friendly as well because i was after some nintendo buttons for alex for one of his machines mm-hmm. and i sort of said to the guy that oh do you know, you know i'm into collecting he, oh yeah come on the back come in the back with us and they just had these cabinets nice. back. i was like you leave them outside he went yeah it's vegas i went Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> it never yeah, rains. There. in the air there. If you left them here for a day, it'd just be just mush on the floor. It'd be like yeah. cereal on the floor. It'd be dead. But yeah, what it's it really really like, And that there's a, a sort of a shop across the the way from there as well that sells a lot of console stuff and arcade mm-hmm. machines. Yeah, and, and a was, lot of the
3: hotels they have uh, arcades like you know down below kind of thing. Like yeah, uh, I did
0: see one. Of, that's where I played the big Pac-Man. Um,
3: is it mm-hmm. Pac-Man Ball?
0: Is it Pemmican?
3: Yeah, the the battle. Yeah, the
0: battle, battle right? World. Yeah, the big one. Yeah. yeah, it was a brilliant game. Yeah, really like that.
3: So, but I, there may be a few other arcades and arcades in LA, but I've not gone exploring recently because yeah. some of them pop up and then disappear. So.
0: Oh really? That's a bit of a shame.
3: Yeah, but I think that's, that's a good quite, market.
0: Yeah, it's been quite popular as well. Yeah. The thing I'm worried about, um, the one that's opening here in Peckham in London, is I actually know that the guys who, who are running Alex is quite friendly with them is is the keeping the things going. But they yeah. have got a guy dedicated to to actually repairing them, so hopefully they can keep it going. They've got two of my old cabs there, and one of them I know is absolutely bulletproof. My asteroids just worked forever, never missed a heartbeat. Um, but I can't say that for the Galaxian I sold them. I'm not too sure about that one. Mm. But I think it's just got a 60-in-1 in it with an LCD, which is bad, Yeah. but it'll work. And I think a lot of the people going there you know, if people like us go there, what's this LCD doing in there? And this is not right. Yeah. But a lot of people are just going to play it and drink beer and have a good time, and it's going to yeah, work forever, which is going to be great for them. I can't wait for it to open. It's going to be really good.
3: Yeah, even at insert coins in Vegas. They had a couple of machines with uh, LCDs in them. Yeah, like, I think they had a missile command with an LCD. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, w- I
0: went to um, to Berlin a little while ago, uh, and they've got a place there called uh, Computer Museum, mm-hmm. and it's got a. It's a really nice museum. Uh, and it's got a lot of things about consoles and they've got a few about five or six cabinets there. And they're obviously put there and they're on all day long, every day for people to play. And people want to play them, not just look at them. And they've got an asteroids there with an L C D in it. And mm. I knew straight away even from like ten feet I went, that doesn't look right. And but the thing <laughs> plays and it works. So yeah. I'm sure if it breaks down they just throw another L C D in it and off you go.
3: And they know that most people that come in there aren't gonna notice. Yeah, I nearly I complained about it. Yeah. I want a refund. (laughs) Damn it.
0: No, it's a really nice place. I went there again, actually. It's a really cool place to go to. And Berlin's a happening place as well. It's really nice.
3: Oh, it sounds like it.
0: So have you played any of our games we've reviewed on the Ten Pence Arcade? Because we try to get some obscure ones in there.
3: I have indeed. Yes. And in part because of your podcast. Oh, good. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, any Uh,
0: favourites at all? And did you beat any of our scores more importantly? Not yet. Give me time. But, this, uh, this, this interview will be terminated immediately if that happens
3: that's right it's over uh you know i kind of like super glob i thought that was interesting and i've i, I knew yeah. about like bosconian that's a that's a cool game that's yes. been around i played that for a while um zookeeper of course i enjoy that one um, you know what I,
0: I hate zookeeper
3: but I, i'm not i'm not good at it, it but it's I, really addictive i love the the sounds yeah, it's just it's, the, got it's just 80s so like to it. in your face and like action, you know, but um, Yeah,
0: it gets mad later on as well. Yeah. When you get and the like, lion come out, it just goes crazy.
3: Right. Uh and Iron Horse Iron Horse is "Okay, did you play the the second version where you're controlling the woman And it's the big busted girl instead of the uh, the guy?"
0: What, what what I've not heard of this. What is this?
3: Iron Horse 2. It's on my main cabinet. Right? You're below joking Iron me. Horse. No, no, no! Try
0: <gasps> it. I have to leave. I have to put this on pause. I gotta I've never heard of <laughs> Iron Horse Two. Really? Is it a uh, Konami yeah. game as well?
3: Yeah, it's like it's basically the same thing, except your.
0: Uh, a lady with character. big bazoombas. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna go and play that. I think my version of May must be too old. It must be.
2: Hello, slick edit robot here again. All means rolling under two, not Iron Horse Two. The daft fool. He was the one who realized this afterwards
3: oh um, i i didn't really like well i do i do like bomb jack i think that's kind of an interesting game um, it's difficult it but, is you're sort of flying but not flying you're kind yeah. of jumping really did you
0: watch the video i posted on on the the website the
3: no, guy i haven't seen it. the video uh-uh.
0: when you get time have to check this guy out um he owns the game yeah he's probably better than the comp- the machine playing itself and he had always little. He put when he when you're watching the video, he puts little sort of word bubbles on there, telling you do this here, do this there. And the guy knows every last little trick to do. And I think wow. he got he got a million points by level eight.
3: Is he the high score leader of the of uh, I think like he, on Twin Galaxies uh, or something? I don't
0: know actually. I don't think he put his name on there. And I think I put a a wanted out saying you know if you're this guy, and you're listening to you get in contact. I might have left him a message on there, but he was just sort of doing a walk through. took two parts. And I think he gets over 100,000 points on the first level. Wow. So you can get 50,000 if you get all the bombs in the correct order. Yeah. But he was just milking it for points, and he just knew exactly where to go, and the, the monsters wouldn't chase him certain places. Absolutely brilliant. People like that, it's just, Wow. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, if I, I think if I took the time in any particular game that I liked and dedicated, you know, just hours to getting good at it, I, I could, because I, I'm a decent player if I put the time in on a game. But yeah. I, I don't know if I, if I can do that now these days. But yeah, I don't got a lot um, of time. Lot I, time that, I don't know about that pirate ship one. Oh, ah, kind of rolling ship, barrels at people. It's interesting. I wasn't quite sure when I first played it. Like, okay, I've been rolling barrels, and uh, do I have to leave the screen or somehow, or what? You know, what's how do I move on to the next level? Like the first couple of times I played it, yeah. But it's it's interesting. The graphics are cool. I just um, like it
0: because it's like I really like Pengo. Yeah, Pengo yeah. is proper old school sort of quite sparse graphics, sparse sounds. Yeah, it's a good game. Uh, quite difficult as well. But Higemaru, it, it just it was because it's a Capcom game as well. It's really cutesy, mm-hmm. and I like the theme of the pirates as well and the little animations. And there's quite a few little secrets and little hidden bits you can find in there. And you, when you play it a bit more and you get into it. Like when you learn how to play Donkey Kong properly, you yeah. get better at it and it gets more interesting. But if you just sort of play it for a few minutes, oh, it's too hard or oh, I can't remember this, it's one of those games you need to sort of get into a bit more. It takes a little while to get into it. but Yeah,
3: yes. I went back to it a couple of times. I, I, I'm going to try a little bit more time on that one because it did it did interest me. So. There's a
0: PCB on American eBay for that at the moment, a snippet $600 just wow. for the PCB. I asked if one of our listeners would buy it for me for my birthday, but I haven't got it yet
3: oh well you're not going to get it from me either no (laughs) but
0: it's uh, (laughs) yeah it's it's, it's actually on some multi-boards i've got a little multi-cartridge somewhere and it plays through that really well so that's Mm. what i'm going to put in one of my mini cabinets i've got these little sega dino king cabinets it's going to go in there as a dedicated machine because i love that game
3: well and let's see like what else is on here swimmer I don't know. Maybe I, I didn't give enough time. I don't know. You're swimming under the logs and yeah. picking up things, and uh, it was okay for me. I played I it having... in
0: arcade with a drunken friend, so it's will see. That would be fun there. Yeah, it was. It and, was a, really good. and a
3: couple of them I couldn't get to work on my main cab, and that's because of my monitor, like Skyskipper and Last Resort. They like oh, okay. you know the horizontal frequency on the on the arcade monitors. Yeah. Like like on mine, it's. I've got it adjusted to where the majority of the games I want to play work, yeah. and I'd have to go open up the back of the cab and twist it a little bit, and then I could probably get those two to come up, but that would screw yeah, up you yeah. know, 50 other games.
0: Mm, yeah, that is a bit of a problem with using a proper arcade uh, monitor. No, if you that, got one of those remote controls around the front—you can just tweak it around the front, maybe. Yeah, I haven't
3: done that, but that would be good. But yeah, that's one thing I will say about MAME cabinets. I mean, it, it looks the most authentic, but it is a pain in the ass to set up initially to get all the resolutions to come up right. I hear all you, my friend. I and, hear you. Oh, nightmare!
0: I've done it so many times as well. Ugh. Yeah. So the the one I use now, my my Sega Naomi, it's actually got it's a 29 inch uh, arcade monitor, but it's actually a VGA. Mm, okay. So there's no messing about. You just put your PC straight into it, and off you go. Quite,
3: yeah. When I build cabs for people, that's what I, I tend to use, like an old, old school uh, CRT PC monitor.
0: Yeah. Tell me a bit about that. You you do you make cabs up for people, and you repair people's consoles as well, and stuff like that.
3: Yeah. I mean, my business is computer repair and services, oh, okay. but uh, on the side, I'll do you know, I'll do some repairs on older consoles. I'm not I'm not an expert, and I won't touch something you know modern consoles or whatever, even though no. they're mostly just PCs, but they're all just surface-mounted chips, and what are you going to do do with that? But But yeah, I mean, not. I kind of do it as a part of my business. I haven't done a lot, but the the MAME cabinets. If you know, I have people over. I have some of my customers come over here sometimes to the house. You know, give them a couple beers and say, "Hey, you want a MAME cabinet, huh? I can build it for you." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But yeah, it's a good side thing. You know, if I put one together with because the parts are not expensive. I have the computer parts of it, and you know, MAME of course is free. You buy some controls, and yeah, there you go. And and you, you use an old PC monitor, and then you can sell it for you know a thousand dollars whatever depending on wow. the cabinet
0: yeah the, the main cabinets they, they they're very simple for people that in the know how to make them
3: especially yeah. if you use an
0: old pc you might have got from work or a friend's giving you it's quite cheap but you look on ebay these things are a thousand pounds it's like what yeah no one's gonna pay that but people do i think
3: well, and you see that here too on, on craigslist and ebay yeah. just people go with crazy prices and then like there's a You know, there's a store here called Costco, you know, it's like where the big you buy the big supplies of everything. And they, for a while, they were advertising one and it was like $2,800 or something like that. But they're claiming it's because they have licensed games, but it turns out the company really didn't, you know. Oh, that one. I remember reading about that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the guy didn't have Uh, the licenses at all.
3: But, like, I don't know that that would ever be a problem. But, you know, if you're building one for somebody you don't really know, you could say, well, I'll supply you with with MAME and the cabinet, but I won't supply you with the ROMs. And then under the yeah. table, here you go. Here's it's a little sort of gray cabinet. area, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's something I do. i got somebody who might be interested in me building another one. And then I would just find a cabinet because Craigslist is ideal for finding just arcade cabinets for next to nothing, you yeah. know, maybe just a gutted one or whatever. As long as the wood is in good shape and I can just paint it or something.
0: Yeah. I like doing that, but people have said to me before, Oh, why don't you do it as a business so you can make these cabs? I just don't think people would be enough to, to sell them a sideline maybe if you've got the time. Yeah, that's all know. it is
3: for me. I, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't run an entire business just doing this.
0: No, I think it'd be you'd have to have big machines to make your own cabinets and you have to have some special graphics utilities and that sort of yeah. thing, I think. And you know Yeah, a bit beyond us that I think. Right. So any slightly obscure or kooky games you could think of that we should do on Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. You have got free reign here. After oh, next right. week's one, we'll give you a game you can choose for us. If you can't wow. think of one now, just give me a message later on. Because I know the next oh. next week's one is going to be a game called Don't Pull, which is part oh, of the Three yeah. Wonders game. The Capcom Three Wonders is three games on one one board.
3: Oh, okay. You should check it I've out. It's, it's very pull.
0: similar to Pengo or Higginroo again, but it's okay. a bit more cutesy. Still, it, yeah, it's sort of a block-pushing game, but it's a lot of fun because a guy yeah, kept going on about it, uh, one of our, our listeners. So I said, yeah, all right, we'll do it this week. So that's how I
3: have a few uh, in mind that you guys could try. Yeah? No yeah. special
0: controls or anything silly like that, but, you know, once we can no, put on the main no. cabinet would be great. Even right. two two stick shooters would be fine. Well,
3: have you played Skyfox? Fox.
0: Sky Fox.
3: It's kind of like a, it's a vertical scrolling shooter, but it's almost like a two and a half D kind of thing because it's like your, your ship is just 2D, but these things that come out and sort of move around, it looks like it's almost like the first level you're shooting against a 3D centipede. Oh, okay. And then it goes into like a screen where it's like a Galaga kind of formation that's coming down at you. But they sort of go in and out and change in size. And some things you shoot, they turn into like these fairy princess things. It's really bizarre. So <laughs>
0: that, you'll sounds, have to check that, that sounds one out. perfect for us, actually. Yeah. But will Alex be able to beat me on it? No. Oh, good. That's okay. That's cool. If we'll he go. was
3: here, yes. Alex would, would kick your ass. But no, he's not here. So okay. of course not.
0: That's brilliant. Uh, right. oh,
3: you should try one shot, one kill. Works better with a trackball, but you can use a joystick. Okay. Was that? That's sort of a shooting strange things that uh, fly around in the air and you have to be accurate to move to the next level. You can't miss a certain number of times.
0: Okay. That sounds good. We'll do that then, I think, for the next next week's one, I think. Cool. That one. Yes, your choice. Yeah.
3: I can well, name other ones too, but I won't go on. We'll we'll talk later.
0: I'll let you go. It's probably your lunchtime over there right now.
3: Yeah. yeah. About time for that, sure. And uh, do some work, maybe. That would be good. Nah.
0: Don't worry. Go and fire <laughs> the main cup up. Go and play a... Don't play zookeeper or swimmer.
3: And then when my wife comes home, just tell her, wow, I had a really rough day, sweetie. I just came out here for a minute to relax. <laughs> can you
0: get me a beer? Yeah, please.
3: Well, thank <laughs> you, Paul, very much for talking to us.
0: pleasure. And I hope yeah, I can re- repay you if you want uh, an Intellivirgin one day.
3: We do indeed, yeah. But because, you've got to get yourself that uh, Intellivision flashback that's coming out soon.
0: Ah, better than that. My sponsor, might- uh, James, mm-hmm. I was talking to a little while ago, I told him about Intellivision. He said, oh, I've got Intellivision you can borrow if you like. Oh nice. A proper one. I don't know how many games he's got with it, but I might take him up on that offer and uh, borrow it for a little while and play some games. Cause I've been getting quite into Astro Smash and Night it, Stalker. I like those and, games.
3: But you're playing on that little handheld direct yeah, thing. Yeah. thing? Yeah,
0: yeah, I bet it's, it's not as good as it should be.
3: Well, because what they did with that is they basically have an NES on a chip and oh, they yeah. recreated the games. Yeah. They're not the original. Because I was
0: playing a game with, um, with Penguins.
3: Yeah, Thin Ice. Thin Ice. Yeah. That's a
0: great little game.
3: Did you uh, play Spin of the Bee yet? No, you don't have that one on there. That's the good bee so. game that I told you. Oh, about. is it? Uh, you were lamenting the lack of bees. I'm not sure about bee bees. <laughs>
0: bees and bats, they're always bad in games. <laughs> right great. then, Paul, I shall let you go. Thank you very much for talking to us. Yeah, I'll uh, hopefully pleasure. talk to you again soon sometime. Or maybe when I'm in LA next.
3: Yeah, too bad you're not r- coming around here this trip, but yeah, for sure. Stop yeah, by.
0: Absolutely. Cheers then, Paul. Thank you very much.
3: All right. You can download
0: or play the podcast, view all the show notes and leave feedback at www.tempentsarcade.co.uk or email me at vertvic at 10 You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can Twitterise us at 10 for me and at Nintendo Arcade for alex We'd love to hear from you regarding game suggestions, personal arcade experiences or anything arcade related you'd like to share.